This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, hello there. Welcome to The Confused Breakfast. Do you remember the pure joy of a trip to the video rental store as a kid? I do. It's hard to beat the ease of the modern era in streaming platforms where you don't even have to leave your couch. But there was something truly special about heading to Blockbuster, picking out a movie by hand, taking it home to watch after tonight's episode of TJ Laser on Channel 4. On this podcast, we revisit and dissect some of our favorite childhood movies from that magical era to see if they still move us the way they did as kids i'm your host mike schulte joining me as always two dudes whose prime directives are serve the public trust protect the innocent uphold the law sean Pryor, and aj events how the heck are you you bet also Every got a, i've also got a fourth one that i'll tell you about later i'll, keep it, I'll keep it a secret for now <laughs> directive four yeah oh shit i got a secret fourth directive what is that ask us how our week's been yeah uh <laughs> let you guys know how mine's been <laughs> <laughs> chairs chairs sponsor us chairs chairs yes yeah <laughs> chairs shout out to chairs <laughs> well boys on today's episode we discuss a movie nominated for three oscars the original movie that spawned two sequels a remake a tv series two animated tv series a mini series and video games merchandise galore a movie that taught us all at a young age that doing coke off the tits of a prostitute was peak of adulthood and it would happen to all of us at some point mm-hmm. we're of course talking about 1987's RoboCop. Yes. Well, damn dang. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for another nostalgic journey to the past with the confused breakfast. Sit back, relax, and enjoy wherever you are in the world. Take it away, boys. God, it means the world to have you. Thank you for joining us. If you're new to the podcast, we're going to tell you what's going to happen. We're going to review RoboCop with a modern eye, scene by scene. But in order to do that properly, we got to talk about it with pure MF and nostalgia. Sean, we'll start with you, man. Tell us about your childhood, your first viewing of this, what your rating was as a kid. I love my parents, um, but I don't know what they were thinking showing me this movie at like four years old. Jesus. Um, Jesus. I'll keep that in mind. And I don't know what companies were thinking like Hasbro or uh Keller were thinking of releasing toys of these movies when I was a kid. Um I watched it. I absolutely fell in love with it. I got the toys. These toys are from my childhood right up front here. Um You see that on our YouTube. Yeah, you see that. On our, 
Um, Check it out. I loved it so much, and I would I was obsessed with it. And then just you know, as I grew older and got into Scorsese and <laughs> Spielberg and all those movies, I just kind of I I hadn't never I had watched this movie since I was four years old, like literally, okay. like may, maybe ten, maybe I'd watch it again. But back then, I loved it. It was a ten, ten straight up. AJ, what about you, man? It took a long time for me to like actually like really understand what RoboCop was other than um, an action figure. Mm -hmm. To be completely honest, like I I didn't see it when I was super young, and I think I finally ended up seeing it when it was... I want, it, it, they had, it was like an edited version on like uh, AMC or something like that. Um, but it was definitely like a TV cut, and I don't know how you get away with make, like cutting up this movie. <laughs> and so shortly thereafter, we definitely... Um, I I think I again just stumbled in on watching the movie and watching most of the parts. Right, that was it. I I've seen enough of the movie um, and gotten enough of the gist of it to be able to say, like, I wasn't looking for this movie, guys. When I saw it, I was never looking for RoboCop. I, I just this. thought he looked cool. Duh. And that was it. And so I, at no point was I was I ever out there. Oh man, RoboCop. Like I got to have more RoboCop again. And I would say I would probably have to give this like mm, I'll, I'll give it a a 5.1. Okay. 5.1 for the age for yeah. me. I think the first time I saw this, I think it might have been like maybe some cousins, somebody somebody put it in. I was young. This movie scared the absolute shit out of me. Yeah. The the idea of like of of everything that happens to Murphy in this and and the gore that happened in this and the the frightening future yeah. that that is coming down the line I I did not like this movie I was too mm. young to see it but and, and in fact I had like an alternate movie that I liked more it was called Night Rider Two Thousand okay. it was a TV movie Does anybody seen that No No it's it's terrible Okay but it it kind of had the same theme of like bad cops and good cops and your memory can get stored and and they can restore it and put you in a different body kind of a thing. Oh. I liked that movie because it wasn't as scary as RoboCop. RoboCop scared me as a kid. My yeah. first viewing, I'm going to give it a 4.5, kids. Dang. Yeah. Uh, and we do have an executive producer today. We got Michael Giuliano with us. Woo. He says, sad to say this is one of the many egregious gaps in my movie viewing history. Mm. The 80s in general seem to be a weak point for me. I'm actually on the same, as you notice, a lot of these 80s movies I, I missed because it's like you were too young yeah. when it happened, right? Uh, maybe the same for Michael. I've seen the movie referenced everywhere in TV shows and caught people talking about it in real life, but never actually took the time to sit down and watch it. It doesn't seem like the type of movie my parents would have gone out of their way to show us either. Nobody's really big on into action or sci-fi like this seems to be, so I guess I'll just have to work on my own. For me, this is an N.A., so if you tattle okay. us all up, that is a 6.53. Not great. Nostalgically, that's going to take us to a number 83 of all the movie we've, movies we've done. That is right below Lost Boys, right above Speed is how we feel about that nostalgically. Wow. All right. And again, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it we're, doesn't. Moving, we're moving on. <laughs> we're stripping away the nostalgia. It is time for the modern day review. But we're going to start with Sean. He's going to get all the important details of the movie what do you got man produced by arnie schmidt john davison and edward newmeyer written by edward newmeyer and michael minor 
Cinematography by Jost Vacano or Yost, and uh, uncredited Saul Negrin. Un- <laughs> edited by Frank J. Uroste. Music by Basil Polidorus. I'm not sure if he's related to Squints. Definitely. Directed by Paul Verhoeven. Cast: Peter Weller, Nancy Allen, Dan O'Hurley, Ronnie Cox, Kurtwood Smith, Robert DeQuay, Ray Wise, <laughs> Felton Perry, Paul McCrane, Jesse Goins, Del Zamoro, and Miguel Ferreira. Writer Edward Newmeyer was working at Warner Brothers at the time when Blade Runner was being filmed literally right behind his office. Newmeyer made his way onto set and shadowed the filmmakers to learn about filmmaking. There, Newmeyer, a, f- a fan of science fiction movies, already came up with the idea of Robocop. Newmeyer then met Michael Miner, who, was, who has expressed similar interests in film, and the pair conceived the original idea together. The writers wanted a strong satirical element to the film, emphasizing the corporate mentality of Hollywood and the bureaucracy that was taking hold of Reagan's America. One day, while in a boardroom meeting, Newmeyer daydreamed of an uh, ED-209 robot bursting in and blasting everyone in the office. <laughs> Who hasn't? You know? yeah, I mean, come on. Come uh, on, it was the 80s. <laughs> once, yeah. once the script was completed, uh, Newmeyer and Miner sent it off to various studio executives catching the eye of Orion Pictures and that of John Davison, who also did Airplane. Who was, attached, who was attracted to the satirical elements presented in the film. After offering the directing job to David Cronenberg, Alex Cox, and Monty Hellman, the producers eventually offered the gig to Paul Verhoeven. Verhoeven did not like the script at all and threw it in the trash after reading like two pages. Uh, until one day, Mrs. Verhoeven dug the story out and said that Paul would be perfect fit for the film. Rucker Hauer, Tom Berenger, Michael Ironside, Armand Asante... Keith Carradine, James Remar, and Arnold Schwarzenegger were all considered for the role of Alex Murphy. Most actors turned the part down due to the requirement of having their face covered up most of the movie. Considering Arnie's size, it was decided that he that the actor would look way too bulky in the costume. I mean, they compared him to like the Michelin Man, pretty much. <laughs> Peter Weller was the only one who wanted to be in the film, and Verhoeven agreed as he, quote, liked his chin. Nice. Okay. Nice. Principal photography began on August 6th. That's my birthday, 1986, and uh, and shot. I said shit and shit mostly in <laughs> Dallas, Texas, with some additional scenes filmed in Las Colinas in Pittsburgh. Dallas was chosen instead of Houston because of the unique architecture and simply, well, they could blow shit up there. With complications of the RoboCop suit, Weller and Verhoeven did not get along at first, and Weller was almost recast with Lance Henriksen as a backup. After differences were set aside, production got back on track. Dallas averaged a temperature of 90 degrees that summer, which made Weller sweat profusely in the suit, which caused him to lose three pounds a day. Yikes. He was a marathon runner as well, and so he kind of considered it like just yeah. water weight getting yeah. melted off his body because he was going to do like a New York marathon or something like that coming up. Okay. RoboCop was released on July 17th, 1987, and on a budget of $14.7 million, the film made $53.4 million at the box office. It was nominated for two Academy Awards, including Best Editing and Best Sound. It did win a Special Achievement Oscar for Outstanding Sound Effects Editing and spawned two sequels, a television show, a kid's animated series, <laughs> and several video games, including one that just came out, and I can't fucking... I am buying... I'm investing in a new Xbox just so I can play this game. Heck yeah. It dude. looks so badass. Okay. Hell Maybe yeah. I will, too. Maybe we'll have yeah. a gaming night. Maybe yeah, we will. Let's do that. All right. Well, thanks, Sean. Up next, we got AJ. He does the research for us, gives us all the ratings, reviews from critics and fans alike. What do you got, bro? Come quietly, or there will be 
the tomato meter. Yeah. Gross. Well done. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> 92% certified Ooh. fresh. Of all the movies we have done, listen to this company. That is tied with Shaun of the Dead, Rocky, and Jurassic Park. Wow. Per the critics. Pretty decent company, huh? Tomato meter tastes like baby food. Yes, it uh, does. 84% from the audiences and our uh, esteemed IMDb is giving a 7.6. That slides it into 44th place of all the movies we've done, tied with Dazed and Confused, Lethal Weapon, American Psycho, and Duel. Wow. Per the fans. Wow. Yep. Okay. It, ju- it just always boggles my mind, the yeah. IMDb. <laughs> What's an 8? What's even an 8? No, we don't know. We I, haven't gotten there yet. I know. Maybe, maybe in 2024 we'll discover it, but, well... I don't know. Not yet. Uh, starting at the top, The Guardian gave this 100 out of 100. They gave it a full pie. Peter Bradshaw was jazzed about this. He said, RoboCop looks more than ever like Verhoeven's masterpiece, a classic of 80s Hollywood, and apart from everything else, a brilliant commentary on the city of Detroit. High-tech RoboCop is a harbinger of the decline of the automo- automotive industry and the Ruin porn wasteland to come. Whoa, yeah, he's he's not he's not cutting up any words here. Okay, I'm, I'm kind of so, kind of ruin, turn, turned me on. Ruin porn, ruin yeah. the what, ruin porn wasteland. What could that be? I think he's talking about that. Oh wait, this is oh wait, Robone cop. Damn it! Oh. Sorry guys, <laughs> Peter. <laughs> Peter. <laughs> Oh, Robocock. Robocock. Oh, this is a different movie. Yeah. I'm sorry, guys. It's, it's out there. We will look it up. Oh. Mike's doing it right now. <laughs> Looking it up right now. <laughs> I love that we just get deeper and deeper into a, a terrible rabbit hole for Mike's search history. Yeah. Oh, it's definitely. Ro- uh, <laughs> Robocock is a fast-paced shooter inspired by Devil Daggers. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> Devil Daggers. Uh, let's see. Um while you find that uh, 80 out of 100 Washington Post when it's droll underpinnings uh, with its droll underpinnings RoboCop does for cyborgs in Detroit what Blade Runner did for androids and LA I'll leave you just one there is a RoboCop from 2012 2 hours and 10 minutes and uh, the tagline is the fucking machine (laughs) So Whoa. Just, we're just going to leave Two hours it at that. and ten minutes and Netflix produced that? I, I don't know. <laughs> yes, I think they did. <laughs> Shout out Netflix. Shout out Netflix. Send us more uh, shit. <laughs> this next one's pretty important, guys. Um, I, and don't worry. It's, it's, it's gonna, it, it sounds like it's going to be funny. It's not. I, I'm just, I needed a mid-range uh, review. So this is a 60 out of 100 from Christian Science Monitor. Uh, the action is skillfully, skillfully directed by Dutch filmmaker Paul Verhoeven. And there are many bursts of razor-sharp social satire, but the story amounts to a celebration of brute force in a crudely etched law and order context. Okay. okay. Thank you, Christian Science Monitor. Thank Love you it. so much. We need to make sure there's some Christian input on this science fiction. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. We're just monitoring from afar. Uh, you guys are doing okay. Well, it's about time. We kind of approve. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Chicago Reader also said there's a brooding, agonizing quality to the violence that almost seems submersive, uh, as if Verhoeven were both appalled and fascinated by his com- by his complicity, complicity, 
Yes, in the toxic action rot. Fine, Chicago reader. Just say you didn't like it. You gave it a five out of ten. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Oh, the fu- stop, future will prove you wrong. Stop using like t- like big words. Complicit. Or com- complex words. We don't need it. Okay. Um, this is a. Uh, I think I'm going to start here. Uh, this. Uh, <laughs> okay. No, I'm just going to do two. I'm just going to be good. I'm just going to do two. I'm just going to do two. Shut up, shut up. Okay. Three out of ten. Three out of ten. Terrible acting, direction, dialogue, and plot, said Flicky Raider, <laughs> F- Flicker Raider in 2022. A rating above five is incredible for this turkey. For all the metal on display, it's wooden through and through. Oh, come <laughs> Got him. Got him. Oh, the direction in particular is awful, with every face shot starting too early and holding too long. So bad that it seems like a self-parody. If you missed it the first time, count yourself lucky. I could have sworn he was talking about Christmas with the Cranks. but <laughs> <laughs> There's yeah, no metal in there. <laughs> no. Uh, uh, and all right, let's go, for this, uh, let's go for this 8 out of 10. Troy Daniel Bush said, I mean, what can I say? This is an eight out of ten. I hope something. <laughs> is that it? Is I, a... I hope because you're here to say your thoughts. <laughs> what what can review. I say? What can I say? Yeah, I don't know. Go on, please. Uh, warning: spoilers. Uh, would I buy it for a dollar? Too easy. I'd buy it for a hundred dollars. Yeah, dude, it's my guy. <laughs> or eighty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Think about it. It was an eight, eight out of ten. You're right. That's fun. See, it's, it's fun. Fun to think about that. <laughs> is, is that how the rating system goes? I'd spend. Ten dollars for this movie, or I'd spend eight one dollar for this movie. <laughs> yeah. I give that an eight out of ten. <laughs> yeah, I'd buy that for a dollar. Yeah. Uh, in all seriousness, see what I did there. <laughs> anyway, for real this time, what can I say about this movie that hasn't already been said? Get to the point. You're worse than I am at this shit. Oh, how about the time when I first saw it? I was a naive child who had no idea that movies could be so violent. When the ED 2009 blasted that guy to pieces in the boardroom, I descended into trauma. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I knew the guy was going to die, but I didn't expect it to be so bloody. <laughs> and then came the part where Murphy was shot to pieces when his hand exploded in a fan of blood. I was like, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> Is this you? I wish. He basically pulled it right from my brain. Um, okay. I'll sing my praises now. Since there's the purpose, since that's the purpose of these reviews, IMDb uh, allows you to post uh, a simple but effective and timeless sci-fi classic with over-the-top gore, funny satire, profound themes, entertaining performances, and likable characters. While there are some practical effects that show their age, they are very charming and and competently done. And Kurtwood Smith arguably steals the show. Of the three movies I've seen by Paul Verhoeven. Uh, this is my second favorite, coming in close behind Total Recall. Yeah. So there you go, guys. Right on. Um, I did have another one here, but it's just, it was a 2 out of 10, possibly the most uh, overrated movie of all time. I wanted to make sure that uh, they just that they did say, RoboCop is just a big, dumb, overblown action flick. This would have been a perfect vehicle for Steven Seagal. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> So they also went on to say, if you haven't seen it, don't waste your time. <laughs> hey, oh, oh, thank God. Oh, thank to. God. 
<laughs> You'll love this piece of garbage if you left Caro Rhett. Never mind. Are you are you writing a bad review if you don't say don't watch this movie? <laughs> don't yeah. waste your time. <laughs> My boys, it's the future. Our town is in chaos. Crime is running rampant, and our police force is about to go on strike. But it's okay, because we got it here. We got it good. We're in a good spot. Every morning, we grease our gross mustache, we jump into our 6,000 SUX, and we drive to the TV studio to film our comedy show where we utter our catchphrase. I'd buy that uh, for a dollar. Life's actually pretty great. <laughs> yeah. Hope we can keep it that way. Here we go. <laughs> so scene one, the crime is at an all-time high. I was I was uh, I was on microdose uh, gummies when I wrote that all one. So. <laughs> I like that, dude. Love you, microdose. Microdose.com. Microdose. Shout out, shout microdose. Out, give us a sponsor. Shout <laughs> All right, so scene one, crime is at an all-time high in a futuristic Detroit. Omni Consumer Products and Clarence Boddicker appears to be to blame. Officer Alex Murphy arrives as a transfer. After learning that the other police officers are considering a strike, he meets his partner, Ann Lewis, and they head out on patrol. At OCP headquarters, Vice President Dick Jones shows off his new droid, the ED-209 series. The demonstration goes wrong, and a man is killed by the droid before it can be shut down. The old man isn't happy and greenlights Morton's plan for a RoboCop prototype. Jones is not pleased at being upstaged. So Obviously, Verhoeven has a huge problem with media in general. It's pretty, seems. pretty obvious, right? By, seems, by the commercials and yeah, like, like when TV we show Starship Troopers. Uh, and yeah, everything. I was gonna make mention of that. Starship Troopers. It seemed like almost like a reference, like Starship Troopers. Now seeing this again, because obviously I never saw the first like probably even thirty minutes of this movie. <laughs> but to all the how it even starts out with like this, uh, all these commercials. It's cool. It, it like I think it does it in Starship Troopers where it starts out like that too, yeah. where it just puts you into this world where it's just it just seems so off and odd, right? Because but, but things also are different. Like, also very tangible, like yeah. it, that could be a thing, you yeah. know? It's like an alternate universe almost. Yeah, and like even the the news station is like it, it's so telling, like it's it's so like uh ahead of its time almost where they say like well you give us three minutes we'll give you the world like you yeah. can tell world news in three minutes. No, no, you can't. <laughs> exactly. That's a great point, actually. I also was, uh, I was, uh, was the moment that these commercials started coming on, I was like, oh, God, is this, are we, are we sure we're not watching fucking Super Mario Brothers again? <laughs> I was like, this is, like, this is going to be, go back to like Luigi, John Leguizamo yep. switching through channels yep. or some yeah. shit. I was, oh. What's well, funny you say, one more, one more, sorry. Yeah, sorry, no, you're head. good. Uh, it's funny you say that because Nancy Allen, when she got two set, they were filming those commercials and she was like, oh my God, <laughs> what the, like this, this director is out of this world incompetent. Like, and then she got it. Mean, Can you imagine that? Be like, uh, this is what I signed up for. <laughs> I signed up for. Oh, well, God. what, so the thing I never got as a child, and I, it's actually even hard to understand it now, but that this is supposed to be set in the future, right? Yeah. Like, like is like there a 2014, I think, maybe? Really? I think is what they said. Do they they actually say it in here? I maybe I read that oh, somewhere man. and it could not be true. I don't know. Well, it's kind of interesting to me cuz first of all, they in the book they they're saying it was supposed to be 2043 or 2044. There's no indication in the in the actual set, but in the book there's a there's a thing I won't read it for you, but they talk about how Sylvester Stallone just died. 
and he was 97 years old, and his last film, Rambo 38 Old Blood, <laughs> old blood. will be released posthumously next month. It says that in the book. Oh, my gosh. But, but what I really like is that even though this, whatever year this is supposed to be, they don't really like go all out for it. You know how in some '80s movies they they're like, "Here's the future." Yeah, yeah, Flying and it's cars. never and it's never right. Where this is actually like, yeah, it, it, they kind of nailed it. I guess they sort of nailed what the future is. It's yeah. like, wow, they by really, not doing anything. Boy, they really pegged Detroit there, didn't they? Right. <laughs> like, <Yeah. ugh. laughs> but like, yeah, I I I'm sitting here thinking, I I do actually really like the introduction of this of the commercials and just kind of uh, like kind of. It's almost easing you in, but not into this movie of just like, look, just get used to this because we're not going to explain anything else to you. Yeah. It's, it's the just, future. It, so just it's please fine. move on. We're, we're, we're not going to talk about this. We just need you to get into this with us. And you like know? literally the movie's called RoboCop. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so like, if you don't really know, need if much. you don't know what you're like, this is, that is a B movie title to a T. You yes, know? it is. Like even the studio was like RoboCop. Really? Like, yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah. It's the only one that's going to work. I think they had some other title, too. Or it, it was just so stupid. But RoboCop is just, well, now it's iconic. But yeah. you know what you're going to get, right? Yeah. Going into RoboCop. Come on. It's like you have to imagine. It's like, okay, well, I can't imagine that they're taking this into the past, into 1950. RoboCop comes back. <laughs> it's like, no, it's not going to be that. We're going to go into the future. And the dystopian style is like, is there's some, there's some mild, like I say, spot on to this that especially... Thinking back like several years ago and the way like the news was really talking about just the world and everything on the news was just negative beyond negative. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, just, it's different now? Uh, well, <laughs> I'm not saying that it is. I'm just saying maybe that's when it started. Okay. <laughs> but you're, you, I mean, everything was just bad. You know, I, I guess I don't even want to say the words because it's just like, um, you know, there's shootings, there's other stuff yep, like going right. on and like poverty and there it's all that the news is focusing on. You're just like, I can't watch the news anymore. Well, and like in these movies too, especially Paul Verhoeven movies, when he's doing this satirization of the news media cycle and everything, mm-hmm. all the news, all the like the newscasters are so upbeat about yeah. talking yeah. about like yeah. presidents dying, you know, or like somebody getting shot up. It's like, and, but in other news, there's this new board game or whatever, you know, it's, it's not necessarily like that today, but it almost is. Mm-hmm. You get that feeling watching the news today. You know, yeah. you get like no, you guys don't care. There's no investment. They're reading lines. They're yeah. just reading. They're just reading a teleprompter. Exactly, right? and, and they I, don't actually know what they're saying. They're just reading the lines and inflecting their voice. And I see that all the time. Like I'll turn on the news, and it's like it's not like new. I don't know. I'm sure it's. It's it's like Peacock's news or something like yeah. that, right? And I'll t- I'll turn it on in the morning, and they will be doing a story where it is literally like, yeah, and unfortunately, you know, uh, like there was like a cave in, and there was you know it was a really sad thing, and these lot of families and children were even involved, and uh, we're we're going to be keeping us up to date on that, and uh, we really appreciate you covering that story. So, anyways, in other news, look at this little puppy yeah. that is going <laughs> on, and he can water ski barefoot. You know, like like, that makes it all better. Oh, thank God. Mm. (laughs) uh, I'll tell you what, though. I was kind of blown away um, with some of the the, like there was a lot of wonders, like short, Mm -hmm. tangible wonders in this intro. Right. Yeah. Like a lot of that when they get to the top floor of the, the business meeting. Like it was actually done really well. Yeah. There was one there was one really long one in the cop station. Which actually was when they went into the locker room and everybody was naked. And actually yeah. was thinking 
that this water was about 40 seconds long and there was two naked dudes in the shower. You could see their butts. Mm-hmm. I kept thinking of how many times they did this take and how long they just had to stand there. <laughs> how, they, how long they had to stand Reset. there. Reset. I'm, I'm in the same spot. We're good. Reset. We're good. Hey, wash all the soap off your ass. You're going to have to re-soap your ass. I wasn't there before. Hey, can we can we actually get this water a little bit warmer? Yeah. We're fucking dying over here, Paul. It's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We do not have the budget for that right we, now. We oh, talk okay. about being like that, yeah. that C-roll actor in yeah. the movie. Like I want to be able to be like, yeah, that's uh, left Left guy, left naked guy in the shower. That's me. That's All me. right, we, we're we're casting butts today. So who are we looking at? Um, it's like a murderer's row. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like a usual suspects lineup. <laughs> yeah. Okay, ass number two uh, and uh, ass number four. Get yeah, we're good. Yep. Go ahead. We're gonna the rest take you. of you. Yep. You can go on up. Good job. Great. Good job having asses, <laughs> dude. There's even some weird. Uh, you don't notice it as a kid. There, there's a line when they're in the boardroom. The the main. Well, they just call him the old man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's this weird cut shot where he's like itching his nose. Did you notice that? Yeah. It just cuts to him and he's just going, he's sitting in the chair just going like this with his nose and then it cuts back. Yeah. It's just a weird choice, some of these things that got left in this movie, but like it works for me. Yeah. I don't know why. Is that part of the satire maybe that things are just, it's not your standard just like, ah, this is how the movie goes. It's just, why is there a cut to him itching his nose? I don't know. Just like to establish his character, I guess, or he's just, he's the head of the table, so he's just kind of not. It, not caring. paying attention. Everyone else is like trying to get his attention. Yeah. And he's just like, yeah, whatever. And you I, know? I think about you know, it's not your standard type of, uh, um, you know, introducing comedy into an action movie. It's not the, it's not the funny one-liner kind of vibe. It's, it's the more subtle aspect of, of, of an additional camera shot of just somebody like not paying attention or, or sure. making fun of the fact. Uh, there, it happens a few different times. Um, but yeah, it's like, it, it's to help keep that even, especially leading up to what happens Yes, leading up to this. It's like, it's almost very disarming and it makes the, what happens more jarring. Yes. You know what I mean? Cause everybody's uh, kind of nonchalant yeah, about it. It's kind of almost like relaxing you a little bit. Yeah. And you know, and, and you kind of get to a point where you're like, Oh, okay. And you're thinking up to this point, I'm thinking they're going to shut it down. Oh, of course they are. I mean, uh, this no, is, we're talking the first 15 minutes of a movie where you're like, yeah. oh, okay, like we can't get it's not going to go too crazy. It's not going to go like nuts right now, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this scene, this scene still affects me in like a like no, stop. Like why are you still this fucking ED 209? Yeah. And by the way, like the effects are still really They're, good. They hold up, man. <laughs> How Phil, is that possible? Phil Tippett was, you know, he created the fucking walkers and Empire Strikes Back. He really? Did, he did all those. Animations. He did all this. Yeah, it, it, Phil Tippett did all the stop wow. motion. It's like it. It looks so like charming too. Like all of this would be CGI nowadays, uh, but this is like tangible. Yes. Like it just yeah. makes it so much better. It makes it like you can get a grasp on what you're seeing. And like when it's not moving, it's obviously just like yeah, yeah, something yeah, yeah. they built. But um, like Jason and the Argonauts, like that was a movie in like early '60s, pretty much, and that's like kind of this like uh, Harry Ray Harryhausen was doing that that kind of stuff, and it's just like that, and it still holds up. Like even even Jason and the Argonauts, like is so much better than the CGI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad it. I'm glad it wasn't some sort of 
you know, 1980s, you know, digital. It could it could have it, easily been. This could yeah. have been. This movie could be complete dog shit. Yeah, going back to watch it if if all the that type of stuff didn't hold up. Well, especially yeah. with that in particular, that thing that early in the movie, it needed to be there. Yeah, it, like there's no way it could be like viewed anymore on TV almost for like new viewers potentially, um, without it having like a digital remaster. Yes, you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean that. Like uh, again, Verhoeven is just ahead of his time because, like, yeah, I see videos like just scrolling through Facebook all the time of just like China has this new uh, robot dog that will kill you if you do something wrong or something, like, or like soldier robot things yep. that like you know their their gun will curve around a corner so you can see it. It's like yeah. this is happening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, this isn't far off actually. And I think that I mean like. They were to me. They're spot on. If they could just do a little more development on the yeah. ED two hundred nine, th- there will be no crime. Yeah, you see one of those things get out in public and like actually get a bad guy. No one's gonna do shit <laughs> ever. Everyone's gonna be a saint. Things just got anti tank guns on its arms that just blow holes through like everything. Like, are you kidding me? It's just like auto, like six auto shotgun barrels, just like. <laughs> Just destroying that. That, that it's still. I'm still terrified at, at what this guy went through. I know. Of the like, oh yeah, sure. <laughs> I got a gun. Like, save me, save me, save me. Like, dude, it's still terrifying. I this, hate this. This scene. movie. That guy did not plan on that going into work. No. <laughs> he was like, I'm not even on that project. Well, even even grabbing like, grabbing the pistol. He's like, yeah, oh, okay. He's sweet. like, oh, cool. Yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> you ever held a gun before? <laughs> this is fun. The MPAA. Uh, they, I think they tried 12 times. Oh my. To get an R rating on this, and they wanted to cut from from X. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like like coming down, coming to down R. to R. Yeah. <laughs> oh, to, for even public consumption, like oh, that's my that's gosh. what that means. It's like you will not get in theaters if you're X. But uh, they tried twelve times, and there was a lot of this scene was what they had a problem with, and obviously and Murphy's scene, and Murphy's yeah. scene which we'll get to, but. Like if their TV, the one on YouTube, like I, I don't think we said it on air yet, but don't watch the one on YouTube. It's free right now. Don't it's, do it. It's so heavily edited and it takes away totally from the point of this movie because if it's edited, it is fucking shocking and scary and, and leaves an impact. But that's not what it's trying to do. It it goes to the point where he gets shot and then he's on like the little mo- the the, model the, of the, the city the little model and he gets shot even more. And it's like, OK, that that shot takes it to the point of. Uh, like heartbreakingly shocking yes. and like uh, uh, tragic yeah. to over the top, so fucking funny. I laughed my ass off when I saw this again. <laughs> I was sad. Like that's, and I, I think that's too. the point. It is. It is like that is the cut of like uh, from satire to you know tragedy. Yeah. You know, if that guy was just shot and it was like off screen, it would be horrible. Mm. But if you see this guy pretty much get cut in fucking half, it's so funny, dude. And it is. Uh, it's like. I mean, we're talking about levels that are up, up and beyond of like, like Evil Dead and stuff. Or like yeah. in that in that almost same ballpark of just kind of like you say obnoxiousness by seeing this happen. And and it is. It's like wow, this goes on for a really long time. <laughs> and and everybody was kind of scared by it, but then they're like, I mean, if if I'm in that boardroom, I'm out, I'm the hell out of there. Yeah. Well, I'm not gonna sit back down and be like, well, let's finish our meeting. It begs and the they question. Are all like, Man, whatever. It begs the question. How many times have similar incidents happened in this sure, world? Yeah. <laughs> because all of them are like, oh, God, not again. The fucking insurance is insane. Yeah, dude, they got people, great bennies, I bet, at that. These people are so incompetent, too. Why do you put actual bullets in the ED-209 yeah, no, for a demonstration? Yeah. <laughs> what are we doing? Like, come on, dude. 
It's just, well, then someone has the audacity, like when this is all over, it's like a wide shot of the room and that guy's just bleeding all over the place. Someone has the audacity to say, call an call ambulance. A, call a paramedic. <laughs> uh, he's, he, he's fine. He's How gone. about you call a coroner? Because yeah. that's about all you got. <laughs> Good Lord. Well, we, got, we got to talk a little bit about uh, um, Lewis. Uh, do we do we like her? Do we like Ann Lewis? Do we like the actress that played her? Do we I like do. her in this movie? I do. I, I like that they wanted her to kind of be... Uh, like almost androgynous kind of like one of the guys and uh, i think even i read that she wore uh uh men's underwear <laughs> just to kind of get into the role and she cut her hair for this role mm. um i like her as like they didn't want to sexualize her at all they didn't want any of that to be with murphy and her but dude but but i and i read that and i and i understand that they just wanted this to just be you know they're it's it's pretty advanced to say that uh, men and women are showering in the same room, and it's just yeah. like, oh, who cares? We we work together, and I like that. But I also still catch this vibe that that Lewis and like Murphy, I do too, are flirting and yeah, stuff. Especially when uh, they uh, they get into the car or whatever. I think he says, uh, I-, "I like to drive when I'm breaking in a new partner." I'm like, yeah, ah, ah you like to, ah, ah, you like to be on top when you're fucking your new in. partner. Yeah, okay. That's what oh. that means. For yeah, sure. Right. Oh. Okay, <laughs> but 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 so you you got that too. So I, I'm confused. I'm confused at I at the idea that they wanted to be like, oh, it's just your partner. But mm. but also then like, oh, but they like each other. Like they, I, it almost seemed to me more on the side of you know like you're giving your buddy shit. Okay, you yeah. know, or like giving a, like someone a new a new person that you just met. Okay, kind of, you know that playful kind. Of, not not necessarily flirting, even though that's kind of almost blatantly what it's almost it seemed like, like. Yeah, it's almost like the equivalent of. Uh, of you know, all right, good game. Smack on the yeah. ass it's to just, your butt. It's just jocular. It's like, you know, it's just, just guys being stuff. dudes. Guys being dudes. Just, dudes just, being bros. Just dudes being bros. Bros hanging out. <laughs> bros kiss. I mean, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> got to practice. Man. Got to practice somehow. And uh, <laughs> well, we do got to consult the Jarrett Layoff Confused Breakfast Actor Database. This one's tough, right? So we've got we've got two. People, Deborah Lamb and Scott Thompson, who uh, are actually leading the pact in three. They've been in three mm. apiece, but very like C level roles in pretty much everything they've sure. been in. It's I I had a hard time being like, who's Deborah Lamb? I couldn't I couldn't find mm. her. I couldn't. Deborah Lamb was like maybe a dancer in the club later on. Okay, mm. Scott Thompson, you know he was in Kids in the Hall. Oh yeah, apparently he was in this too, but I didn't find him anywhere. Mm. But if you if you go down, you obviously have Miguel Ferrera. Hell yeah, uh, who's Bob Morton? You know what else he was in? This is his second one. Blank check. Blank oh, check. He's my guy. Who's Quigley in Blank Check? I just love him as a bad guy. We'll get into it a little bit later. But I I wonder if as a kid I thought Bob Morton was like the like the worst of the worst. But I don't know. He's no, a, yeah, he's a bit of a of like a misunderstood guy in this. Like I actually think he is kind of a decent. Not a decent guy, but he's better than the real well, bad yeah, guys. Yeah, it's it's cool to see him. Like he's got an idea here, and like this this one has failed. From uh, uh, what's his damn name? Uh, uh, Dick, Dick Dick Jones. Um, he steps in. He does. This one's failed. He's like, okay, well, I think I got an idea. Let's let's roll with this. And uh, um, or He's character uh, green lights it pretty much, and he's like, okay, let's fucking roll. And then he's just he's talking to his buddy. <laughs> and, he, and he says, that's how it's done, the big leagues, Johnson. I'm like, wait, till someone gets horrifically murdered, <laughs> murdered. and then you step in. Yeah, no. That's, that's how it's done. I honestly think that is truly how it's done. Okay. Hey, man, you got to take your shot once you see it. All right? <laughs> Literally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you.
tell you what these 80s movies always get wrong when they predict the future. They never predict that computers and the internet would be as huge and powerful as it is now. Robocop thought that the future crime empires would be on the streets like Clarence Bodiger and his gang, that all defense money would have to be spent on huge robots to patrol the streets, but they were wrong. Clearly, our biggest security threats are hidden in the shadows of the internet. Don't want your privacy invaded and your identity and bank account stolen? Simple. Just stay offline and go live in a cabin off the grid. Unfortunately for the majority of us, that isn't an option. We're all connected in every single little aspect that we do, and our cybersecurity is constantly threatened. Luckily for all of us, our friends at NordVPN have the product that can keep us safe. They provide a service that protects your internet connection and privacy online by creating an encrypted tunnel for your data and protecting your online identity by hiding your IP address and masking your virtual location, all with the click of a button. I run it on my phone and my computer nonstop. I never turn it off. It's been over a year now, and I can tell you that I feel so much better and safer about using public Wi-Fi hotspots. Zero fear of third-party people spying on me, taking my info while I'm on these random websites and all these apps on my phone. NordVPN's also doubled down on keeping you safe with their new threat protection feature. Say goodbye to intrusive website ads and malware. Even if you downloaded an infected file, threat protection kicks in, deletes it before it makes a mess of your computer. Absolutely priceless. One of the biggest pluses for movie and TV lovers is that NordVPN allows you to change your IP address to another country, and that can open up a whole new database of things to watch that aren't available in the U.S. This is also huge for getting around sports blackouts, finding cheaper flights and hotels, getting software you can't get in the U.S., and so much more. The possibilities are endless. Grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com breakfast to get a huge discount off your NordVPN plan plus four additional months for free. It's completely risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. Give it a try. If you don't like it, great. They'll issue a refund. You can pretend like this never happened, but I promise you, you're going to be like me. You're going to love it. Go to nordvpn.com slash breakfast to get your subscription started today and all these incredible perks. Let's get back to the movie. Well, let's move on to scene two. So Lewis and Murphy are out on patrol, engage in a high-speed shootout with Boddicker and his gang, who have just committed a robbery. They lose the van, but track it to an abandoned steel mill where Lewis is knocked unconscious and Murphy is caught, tortured, and killed. Murphy's body is rushed from the hospital to Morton's lab, where he's converted into a robo-botic police officer. I liked in this scene of them... Him and <laughs> you did huh? right on, yeah. It's Robocop, Robopodic, Robo, Robocotic, Robopodic, Copacotic. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, that's a title, Robocock. Got it, Robocock. <laughs> yes, uh, anyway. Go I ahead. liked, <laughs> liked him, him and his partner sitting there, like kind of getting to know each other. They're both getting coffee. He's doing the, the uh, which is probably v- not a thing you're supposed to do, you know, you're probably not trained to twirl your gun on the second watch. I'm like seeing the public just like walking by. <laughs> like, if, if I saw a cop doing that, I'd be like, um. No, no, <laughs> don't do that, sir, uh, sir, <laughs> sir. That is against manual number four, five, two of your That's right. police training. I do like the line where he says, uh, he says every role models can be very important to a boy. And I'm like, you got me at four years old. Like I fucking, I got the goddamn action figures, yeah. you yep. know, like, but also in this movie too, where it's just, like, he's trying to, it, it kind of humanizes him a little bit. 
because we know that he has a son and he likes that show. You know, I, I like that detail about him. What do you guys think about Peter Weller? Well, and that's well, what I was going to actually ask you guys is like, I don't, I don't get any emotion. I don't feel anything emotional towards him. So mm. I'm glad you brought this up, right? Because if let's say let's uh, let's play this out, guys. Um, RoboCop wasn't made back then or something. They decide to... I know there was a remake in 2014. And, but they decide to buy RoboCop. Marvel buys RoboCop. Okay? <laughs> and we would... This movie, instead of it being 20... What? What did we get? Like 25 minutes of movie before he's d- uh, dead? Uh, maybe. And then the rest of this movie is like, what? Like an hour and 40 almost? Yeah. Like, it would be reverse. Correct. It would be uh, an hour and forty almost character development. Story, character development yep. of of uh, of of Alex. You're just like you okay. fall in love with this guy. Look how yep. great he is. And then and then we would get the origin story done with, and you'd kind of get like a half-assed version of RoboCop, and then you'd actually get twenty minutes in the end of the movie with RoboCop in his actual like cool, awesome suit. I it agree. is a setup just you know? for a sequel. It, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's all it is. And in this they didn't do that. So as much as I like I don't have any like emotional attachment. And it's probably a good thing because of what we watch him go through. Well it and I it doesn't stop me from feeling absolutely of course. just heartbroken at what happens to this guy. But but I don't he's just like he doesn't really say what does he say like Five lines. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. have many. And we don't even meet his family. We don't even like know who he is. I mean, he might be a terrible cop. Actually, he's I'm going to argue that he's a pretty shitty cop. Yeah. Like the fact that him and Lewis decide to go into this warehouse yeah. Yeah. to follow 10 armed terrible criminals without backup. I was, like I'm hey, saying too, <laughs> like, don't, don't you have, Yikes. don't you have like art, like shotguns in your trunk? No, yeah. no, nothing, anything like that. Like what's the budget I know. going on? Well, here? see, here's the thing is also leading up to this. We understand that this is like the most crime ridden city and cops are dropping like flies. Yes. But they feel it necessary to go in there with pistols and hope and just like two against ten. You We're go that way, it. and I'll go this way. It's Let's split, split up definitely and not help each other, <laughs> partner. Like, I'd like I you know I, I I'm not a police officer and and anybody out there listening that is like like thank you for what yeah. you do because if I was ever in this situation I'd be like no, that's it for me I ain't going hey in we're there. waiting for backup yeah. but I'd like to assume that maybe that's the right call hey we tracked them uh, we're gonna st- we're gonna stake out this location and we're gonna monitor their movements let us know when backup if all the something way. changes we will update you but, like yeah like, but they're both like s- should we yeah sounds see, good I could see it let's go yeah. Yeah, high five. I could see it if they had like a uh, hostage or something like that. Then they probably have oh, to sure, go in, sure. yeah, but they yeah. don't. They had nothing. Well, they, well, they don't know that, I guess. Either, yeah. But I think it's a great argument that like maybe Alex Murphy isn't that great of a cop. Sure, he's like a moral, like he has a decent yeah. moral compass. But at the same time, turns out he's really not much of a great cop. He uh, <laughs> he's twirling his he's gun. He's getting in transferred from another place <laughs> that was probably better. And they're like, we're sending you down to the shithole. Yeah. And then he's coming you're, out. You're expendable. And and partner partner must not be very good either, or at least not very assertive as she likes to front, because he's twirling his gun like a kid with one of those little toy Western kits. <laughs> 
and he's like twirling it, and he's not even very good at that. <laughs> no, he's, and he's, no, he's like, practicing. <laughs> he's trying to get better. I at know. It. <laughs> uh, there you go. I like that. Well, you'd think he'd do that at the gun range and with an unloaded weapon. Yeah. But I don't know. The weight's off. Oh. Well, didn't they imply uh, that like Lewis's last couple partners have been killed? Yeah. So she's clearly she's putting them in bad situations, yeah. and they're dying. Yeah. Let's go into the <laughs> the, the warehouse where the ten criminals are the the worst the criminals worst in the Detroit. Ten. It's like it's like okay that uh, where they know the entire layout of the warehouse and you've never been in there. Before. What'd you yeah. say happened to your last partners? Oh, they died. Oh, really? What happened? Well, we actually followed these same guys to the same building. <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay. Wait. I know the layout now. I know the I've layout. Been in there. So you go so, that way. So, so it's going to be a good you idea. You go down if we the bloody up. hallway and I'll go down the clean one. So I'll, like, go, I'll go down the one where I know this guy's pissing and I'll take a look at his cock because I didn't last time. Yeah. I gotta know what he's packing. She like she she like straight up like waited. Oh, yeah. He's like, you want me to put my piece away? And he's just like, and she's just like, dude. <laughs> as soon as she looks down, this I fucking love it because I I'm you're watching it. And you're he's like, mind if I zip this up? And you're like, oh, oh, don't don't don't. And she's just and it's right <laughs> on her face. And she goes. Let me see it. Bam! <laughs> it takes her. It's such, it's just like genius filmmaking. They hang on her face for just a little too long. And she finally goes, yeah, I got to see that cock. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hang on. Come on. At that point, you're not looking. You're like, no, you're not going to zip that up. I'm going to fucking shoot your dick off if you come. Like, I'm going to handcuff you right now. Foreshadowing? I don't know. Oh, it's like he's going to put a handcuff on one wrist and then on the third wrist. It's just like, yeah, don't go anywhere. Here's, yeah. here's one of our three handcuff yeah, systems. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for just such an occasion yeah. he's, like, uh, he's like don't worry i got my own i got <laughs> kurtwood smith kurtwood yeah. smith what do we think it's impossible to see him in anything else now yeah uh, even going back to an early role by the way he doesn't look any different no um, the man hasn't changed what's his uh, big uh malcolm in the middle that 70 show or that 70 show Red yeah, Foreman that, yeah. that 70 yeah, show that is that's like if you showed a photo of him, that's what most people would be like. Oh yeah, 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 that guy. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know. I think, I think one of the reviewers said it. I think he's, he steals the show. I think he kind of does. I in think this he's movie. one of the best villains ever in any movie. He's terrifying. He's awesome. I think it it certainly adds to the fact that it almost makes it more unassuming. You know what I mean? Like he's he does not. They you know they I think they at one point read his rap sheet. And they like rattle off everything, and it's everything under the sun. Yeah. But in the end, he still just looks like this unassuming guy with these glasses, and kind of like, does. He just happens to have a gun on him. You know what I mean? It's it's very strange. Paul Verhoeven said that once he like he was cast or he was auditioning for a different role. I think it was uh, O'Herlihy's, um, not uh, not the. Dick old, guy, old man, old man, yeah. He doesn't have a, have a name. I think he? he's just the old man. So he, yeah. I think he was going in for that role. And um, Paul Verhoeven like saw him in glasses, and Paul Verhoeven's uh, very close to the Holocaust and like the Nazis because he's Dutch filmmaker. Mm. Um, I, I think he saw like his parents get dragged oh, away really? and shit like that. Oh my goodness! Um, Jesus. So he, when he saw Kurt Smith in those glasses, like he looks like Heinrich Himmler. Okay, gotcha. And so he had oh. to cast him. As, He's like, you're the you're the evil villain. Yeah, yeah, you're the evil evil guy. He yeah. does he does it. He, I mean, this scene where where Murphy's killed, like, still just as much as I felt bad for the random guy in the office, like this just. This is like the worst torture scene I feel like that I've ever seen. I know. In a movie and I still it still affects me that that they're just just so nonchalantly taking this guy's life and then you got you got him coming up for the final thing and he's doing the mm, yeah. you know, like the radar thing and he just 
bam. Like, does, none of them care what they just did to this man, and that is terrifying to me. Yeah. I hate that. I know. It's, a, it's, it's very, very unsettling to watch. And somehow, Ugh. like I say, somehow it's like, um, I, I don't know. There's something about it that I would like to see. I haven't seen the 2014 or anything, so I will. I will show about heard that is one. You probably it's don't just kind of okay, I've which is heard. which is sad because I love Joel Kinnaman. He's great. The cast is really good in that movie. It's just it's just not necessary. Yeah, yeah that's what it is. I think it's probably you didn't need good, to do that. No. Yeah, and I but I do think that there are some moments where it, it would it certainly adds to the point when if if um, uh, Lewis was was able to watch more of this happen almost in a way like that might be even more jarring and it's probably good that she didn't yeah. get a chance we had we had to see it all and then like but she's there and she can't get through or do anything about it you know that's that's a hard point to that would be really tough but watching it just happen <sighs> and you're just like whatever and there's not really much relief around this one like there was in the f- the first bad one. <laughs> and again, I feel like that first one was like, okay, but see, it kind of went on kind of long. <laughs> yeah, no, it's kind of <laughs> kind of funny. But then you see this one. Yeah, this was just horrible. I counted this 52. Yeah, this was, this I counted 52 rounds. Did you Jesus. really? And But I, do you think the ED-209 shot more than 52 rounds? <laughs> it's hard to tell. I really don't know. <laughs> yeah, 52 rounds, I mean... And then and then I have I have a couple questions for you. Um so he's 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 one million percent dead. But what are we talking? Maybe 30, 45, 60 minutes from when he is he is shot to when like he's getting to the hospital. Yeah. Right? right? We're assuming that I swear he like blinks on the table. Yeah. When the when they have him when the EMTs have him, he like blinks. They show that close up of his eyeball. And they're implying that he's alive because you're seeing the view right. from him. Him looking at his family and the memories of that. Yeah, but yeah. but he's dead. And so so I don't understand what they're implying with that. But then I also don't understand, and maybe you know more of this, why did they need a, de- a dead human being to make RoboCop? I think it was like a perfect storm with this. Because okay. I think they, they wanted a, a, like a dead cop, obviously, because they wanted a cop but he's where I, dead. Where I guess it could have been anybody. But my thought was that there was, you know, the you think you get shot in the head and you die fucking instantly. Some people don't, you know. Some, okay. I mean, like I know he got other limbs and shit blown off, but uh, um, I don't know. the The human body is is, is very uh, is uncharacter uncharacteristically tough. It seems mm-hmm. in some in some rare cases where. Maybe he had like a couple of sparks left in his brain. Like maybe it was just kind of the last dying moments, and they caught him right then and there. And they have the technology to just kind of preserve him like that. That's what kind of my thinking was. Right. I, I did, and I, I don't want to inject too much of it like into this review, obviously. But RoboCop Two just did autoplay, uh, and I, I saw so I was watching <laughs> when I finished this one on on a watch. It, it just auto played robocop 2 you should watch the second and it's like oh you're gonna love the second one <laughs> uh i was like thanks and uh so i i i'm watching robocop 2 and just like little pieces of it as i'm like walking around and whatnot and i do actually see a point where they kind of address this where oh, they do they kind of do and they've they've got these different models that they've been trying without a human uh, entity so they, they felt there and, was some need to inject this 
the the human brain it's, kind of back into the project. It's kind of like it needed to have. It's like some something to do with like the morality okay, aspect. Okay, mm. and there is a morality aspect of, and that's why he's like, well, we don't need the hand. I told you, we don't need his hand. Move, remove the arm or whatever. Oh, right. And he just need like the we, brain. We just, yeah, we just need like basically what's up here. And they do kind of imply like. That that he goes okay. Now that we're greenlit, we need to find some poor sucker to volunteer. So they're almost implying that he he didn't need to die; it just needed to be someone to go. Yeah, like turn me into a robot. Yeah, sure. that's true. Right. So Again, so maybe they storm, just like saved him slightly right at the end, where like we can save that brain, even though he's pronounced dead. Yeah, and maybe then to well, I guess a volunteer would be volunteering, but in this case, he's technically dead. They can kind of wipe him off. You know, yes. they can kind of just kind of uh, swipe his identity under the rug and be like, now you're a RoboCop, not, you. not Alex Murphy. He knows what he signed up for for when he did it. It's like, it's like you know what, if this is the end case, consider me saying no to do- or- organ donor at this point. <laughs> because I'm not signing up for that, guys. I, that's like, what terrified me about this as yeah. a kid is the idea of like me being... A robot, yeah, like it's terrifying to me. I thought it was yeah. going to be a bigger problem in my life it's, that uh, yeah, somebody would somebody would turn me into a robot <laughs> oh, against I, my will. I certainly spent way too much time, like when I got my permit, on that question about organ donor, and this this movie definitely had a part in that. <laughs> that you're just like, ah, well, it's a nice sentiment, you know. A lot of people do it. It's a nice Looks, sentiment, you know. It's you know, if you're dead, you're like, well, you're going to use your organs, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. I'm like, yeah, yeah. yeah. The guy ahead of you is looking at you like, sign it. Sign it. <laughs> sign it right Somebody's now. watching me like from the window, like, <sighs> I he got did you. it. He said yes. He said I got yes. Your go, 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 go. <laughs> Give me them fucking lungs. <laughs> knees are going to be fucked. Give me like, them lungs. Like I'm signing my kidney away right then and there. Like, I don't know. It's just like <laughs> he that. signed it. Slice him open. Slice him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, organ donor. Yeah. Like, no, when I'm dead, no, you didn't read the fine well, print. You, yeah. We can take it whenever we want. <laughs> See, that was no! his problem. That was his problem. He said, it's like, he's, he's a cop. We basically are property. He knows what he signed up for. Idiot. Dummy. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's move on to scene three. So several months later, Morton unveils RoboCop to his fellow OCP executives and then transported to the police station to be put into service. On RoboCop's first night out, he stops a convenience store robbery, saves a woman in distress, and prevents a hostage situation from getting out of control. Bob Morton and Dick Jones have an encounter over Rob- RoboCop's success. <laughs> What's going on? I don't know. It's been a long weekend. I I will do this, though. Ooh. Ooh. Here's a prop. Okay. So this is my favorite part about the 80s is like the the practical use of like effects. Yeah. Yes. Uh when <laughs> when they when they're talking about the tracking device for RoboCop and they hold it up and you know it's beeping. Yeah. It's it's a fixed light on it's like an actual thing. It's got yeah. a fixed red light with a fixed set of lines Screen. of a roadmap. <laughs> and he goes, "Look, we can find him anywhere we want." It's just blinking and everything's permanent on it. And then later on, it's got like some weird digitized screen that's like, oh, he's over there. Yeah. I want the prop of where it literally like, we can track him. It, the red light doesn't move. The streets don't move. What the hell's going on here? I want that. Just that block. I just want, <laughs> I just want that. that. They one. have several like hundreds of these that are like different yes. blocks like, of the city. You go back and watch it. It is unbelievable. They yeah. just hold it up and you're like, that, that's just a toy. That's it's, a kid's toy. It's like they told him, it's like, hey, it's just a stationary thing. We'll do like a digital one later on. And they forgot. But, um, <laughs> But uh, just you know, since we just have this physical one for right now, just just uh, just kind of flash it and then turn away. Just flash it and turn away. 
flash it and turn away. And it's like, okay, I think I got it. He's like, we well, don't worry, we've got it. Yeah, right. you know, it's right here. It's He's right, right here. Just He's right here. Okay. People like the robo guy, whatever. So who cares? Right. Auto, auto nine. I want that gun. <sighs> Which one? His his, his uh, pistol. Oh, piece. dude, that's pretty. It's awesome. so bad. It's, I think it, they 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 tested a Desert Eagle on him, like the one that was in the boardroom. It just yeah. felt too small. It maybe? felt small even in, in the in, even in RoboCop's hands. Jeez. And so they customized a Beretta, I believe. Cool. And just like put some other shit on it, but it was functional. Like, and it looks fucking seriously. Badass. It looks very. They if if ro- if a robot guy walks up and pulls that out. I'm almost more scared of that than the ED-209. That's terrifying. Three-shot burst? Hell yeah. Yeah. Rock and roll, baby. What are you taking, man? I think I want... I want the Desert Eagle that the guy got shot with. <laughs> Ooh, I think that's what I want. Okay, like, you can have it. You guys are taking guns. I'm taking a toy out, track. Yeah, it turns out it was plastic. Like even if <laughs> he could not defend himself. Well, we don't want any live rounds in here. You know, in case that. <laughs> don't worry, it's not case loaded. Case of any accidents. But, you know, but he is. is. This is an office building. Yeah. Okay, a lot of no windows. All right, bring in the death machine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I do love a lot about this, about, you know, the, and maybe that's part of the satire of this, but they're basically like, all right, check it out. We made this RoboCop. Um, couple tests. Okay, you're on the streets. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. <laughs> they didn't look, test look, him. Look, he, or... he can track. He can follow this pen. All right, you're good to go, they man. They tested his shooting, and that was it. Yeah. They're like, <laughs> hey, track this pen. The record. Dude, can he drive? He's I, got... I don't know. I think so. Yeah. He used to be able to drive. It's like, sure. <laughs> you yeah. saw with the ED two hundred nine. We didn't really track. We didn't test that. So speaking of speaking of driving, like he's going by and like he's gonna need a car, and he throws him <laughs> keys. And he's like, thanks, and they all kind of looking at like admiration and stuff. That shot took like fifty takes to get. <laughs> I heard it was like multiple days because he couldn't catch it. Because it's just rubber on his hands. It just bounced just off. Bouncing. How frustrating that to if literally. You were, if you're him and you're just like, oh my god, I'm just roasting in this goddamn you're the, suit. You're, you're the sound guy. You're yeah. the microphone guy. Just going. I can't feel my shoulders anymore. I can't hold. He's got to have, have a substitute come in. He's like, okay, Ronnie, grab this. Grab this. Yeah. <sighs> Oh my Fuck. god! <laughs> I swear, give me one more take. I'm gonna get it. <laughs> ah, son of a damn it! Okay, but this is like we talked about Indiana Jones, like one of the best character reveals of all time. Oh sure, I think this is up there as well. I the- I love how they kind of keep it in secret. Like you see him briefly in that monitor a little bit, and then he goes to the end of the police station. And uh, it's just like walking by, like uh, the, the the tinted windows yeah, kind of yeah. thing, and then you could just see the back of him a little bit, and then the cage is kind of ex- obscuring yeah. him a little bit. I, it's so awesome how they kind of draw this out a little bit. Well, yeah. and we've already seen him; we've seen the cover of the movie. Right. We know what he looks like, but at the same time, it's still so bad. Haven't seen him move. You know, it's it's. I think it's that where it's like it. It looks so good. This cost. This whole it's thing so cool. is amazing. And- Rob Bottin, who's from the thing. And uh, mm. I think he did Starship Troopers. I know he did Total Recall. But uh, one of the best makeup effects of all time in that movie. Fucking nailed this. Well, it's a fully functional and like real suit. It's real. You know, he wore this he suit. He wore it and, and acted like a robot. Yeah. For, for as much as we maybe want to talk about Peter Weller, just I, like I'm not saying he's not a good actor, but this character, it's like, I don't, I don't like you. I don't, I'm not getting anything out of you. You're just kind of like, you just got a face and you don't really say anything. But. Right. His acting skills for me is he, now oh, yeah. that he, the the fact that he's like didn't he study didn't he like he go a, to like an acting class he had a mime help him out 
to, of, right. of the movements of the of B. I mean, we all like to think, oh, I can do the robot. Oh, it's like, no. The you, robot, right, guys? The, huh? He huh? he looks oh, cool. Robocop impression. Oh, wow, <laughs> sweet Robocop impression. <laughs> I believe that he is legitimately a robot, definitely in yeah. this movie, and that is a testament to what he does. At the you know walking down the hall, the head turns first, yes, and then the yeah. body turns. I mean, that's unbelievable. Well, we say it all the time, especially with heavy makeup effect movies. Where you know, I think I think Dick Smith said it actually, or maybe Tom Sweeney, but. Uh, he said, you know, my creations aren't anything without a good actor. Mm, makes and sense. You have to act through that makeup and make that character become a character. He even has yeah. those moments of like, like the way his his hips kind of shift around too. Like, yeah. you know, you've seen, you've kind of seen like the new robots that like all the big tech companies are working on and stuff and uh or like tesla came out with one and i think it's like hyundai came out or honda came out with one and they have these like interesting movements and they kind of move just like this they are they're a program that has to run through this this computer to make these motions happen and he even his hips are doing it too mm-hmm. it's really great yeah, yeah. even I mean, the sound effects of him too like when he's first introduced it's just mm. that kind of like hum uh, like that constant hum, but then the footstops yeah. are so dope. Yeah, Ugh, yeah. And I love, I love this that we put them out on the streets and we're like, oh shit, it's awesome, it's working. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, is the, like, it can't get any worse out there. No. <laughs> so just throw them on out. <laughs> and they, they threw can them. Can you drive? Uh, yeah. uh, we'll find out. It's, uh, it's just going to be one more. Th- if I can, you know, one more check on the box. It's like whatever. I love, I love the convenience store, right? Uh, and I was, I was wondering as I'm watching them, like. Is this a dig on Miller Lite beer? <laughs> Please. Is it? Uh, like the, the fact that he that safe is hidden underneath Miller Lite. So is that like saying stating that no one no buys one Miller Lights? Because <laughs> if they bought it, then they'd see the safe there. So yeah. there I I that was what I was focusing on this that's, entire scene. Uh, I was laughing funny. a lot. <laughs> he shoots all those cans, he was like, drink coors. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Could have been a great commercial. <laughs> I can't believe they didn't take advantage of this and like just like superimpose something. But anyways, I do think like correct me if I'm wrong. Doesn't he just like bust through the door? Yep, he, he creates more damage. <laughs> oh, I mean, like, it's like can he drive? Oh, it turns out he can. Well, can he open doors? Uh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> Nine out of ten. Every door he goes through, he just destroys. <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, whatever. And he doesn't even. Does he not even arrest the guy? No. Well, uh, or wait, does he so kill this guy in the convenience I, store? I'm thinking to myself, all all of this stuff, all of these crimes that he's stopping are like he's just leaving cleanup for the other cops. <laughs> he's just kind of finishing it. Like, did, then, did, did they train him? Did they program him to do paperwork? Because yeah, no, that's the brunt of the work. No. You know? <laughs> that's all the that's all the that's the that's not the glamorous stuff that you see in the cop TV shows <laughs> exactly. and, paperwork. and Hawaii five oh. You don't see all the paperwork. But it's like, yeah, we really couldn't get the uh you know, he's he doesn't have much for penmanship. <laughs> It's like, all right. So, and he does. He just like drops things off like they're groceries or something and just says, take care of these ones too. I'm going to go get more. <laughs> it's like, whatever, dude. It's like, I'm not doing this. It's like, hey, Murphy, you got to do it. Like, <laughs> well, like, can't, he, can't they just like have him plug in his fucking death spiked? Yeah, computer guy into a computer and do his report. Yeah, I would hope it's just a video download. It's like here's my report. Oh yeah, yeah. True. it was just what I saw. Like, yeah, we exactly. still, we still have to clean saw. up the physical evidence. Yeah, cop, RoboCop. It's like what do I not, call you? Yeah, RoboCop. You, you left. You left a crime scene. Anything could have happened from now till then. 
when that happened. Like, we don't know. That's been tampered with now. You left a crime scene. You get to the next one, then, when he stops this uh, this uh, sexual assault yeah, thing. Yeah. Tell me, I just thought of this. Tell me that you saw that weird, like, remake over the last decade where it was RoboCop, but he was just shooting dicks. <laughs> like a and, game? Yo, no, no. It was like it was like a funny thing where like RoboCop was like, so like stopping crime, and he would just shoot, and like a dick would explode, and, and all it was was him just shooting penises. Just shooting dicks. I, I we got to find the link to that because I it just popped in my head thinking about this. Oh my god! It was sort of a play on this scene. Like he shoots yep. him in the crotch, but like I don't know who made that. And who needs credit for it? But yeah. it needs to be shared, and we will share it because it's one of the greatest things you've ever seen. Craig's pulling it up. I, I have to. I have to imagine. Or, or on on that same note, there is definitely. Um, it, you know, there a lot of a lot of places make like fake action figures and toys and stuff. And there's one that's packaged, and it just says "guy in RoboCop who got shot in the dick." You guy. hit a button. You hit a button on his back, and all of a sudden his crotch turns red. Like in the package, it's just some guy who's just like, like that. He's just got a red. You press the button stain. on the back of his body. And Buy them like, all. <laughs> it's just like it's, I need that for here. There's like coffee cups out there on like certain websites and stuff too, where they just say, you "Remember when? Remember when RoboCop and that guy got shot in the dick?" It just says that on like a coffee cup. <laughs> I love that. It's important. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Well, it's Paul Verhoeven who came up with the idea to do that. He's like, "Well, what if? Because uh, he's such a good shot. He's like the girl's dress is spread out, and maybe he just kind of precision shoots his fucking dick." Yeah. And the, the writer is like, "Fuck yeah, let's do that." That's, that sounds. That sounds, that sounds. I mean, tight, dude. I mean, again, we're talking about things that would deter crime, right? Mm-hmm. Like, don't the, the ED two o- you in the, the ED two o nine walking down the streets is going to stop all crime. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> finding out that that the punishment for committing a sexual assault is getting your dick shot off yeah. in a firing line. Well, that's it for well, me. I'm, I'll never do that. Yeah, I've, I've never thought about good. it. I'm definitely not ever going to ever again. Right. We're just, our, our idea of punishment is just not correct. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we need to figure that then he goes, then he goes, matching the crime. I don't know. Then he goes to stop that uh, hostage situation. Yeah. That did, did you catch like the pretty obvious flub on that when the guy falls out the window? Oh that, yeah, yeah. Like he you falls can tell out the window, and he like bounces, and you can see legs like bounce <laughs> off the ground and go in the air. I I read somewhere that they saw that in the outtakes, and they're like, "That's funny. That's funny." Leave like it. they, I guess they just. I mean, Paul Verhoeven just had a grasp on that. That like adding that extra weird stuff to be like, yeah, clear as day. This guy fell out a window and he hit a safety thing, and his right. legs flew in the air. Like, yeah, leave it. Like yeah, he, he seemed. I I don't feel like those were mistakes. He they just kind of said, nah, maybe not. Sounds good. I I do like how he when he drives up to that scene, he just drives through the caution tape. It's <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> I'm RoboCop. It's, it's, I can't see thin strips of thing. I just it, I thought I could drive. Ba- it. It's basically like Last Action Hero. It's like yes. the rules just don't apply. And dude, I thought about that too. It's yeah. Like every time he pulls out of the the garage, his, yeah. he fucking bottoms out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's like, I don't every care. Time. I don't care. I don't this care. They'll fix this. This is based off of um, the Harvey Milk situation. Like the guy that killed Harvey Milk in real life, oh, like wanted his job back and everything. Like that was, I think this scene was based off of that to show that he could stop it, kind of a thing. Yeah, I guess. Weird. (laughs) This is this is certainly like this is also comical. It is the way that this guy is like he's just it's it's just weird like unreasonable like idiot. Yeah, I don't. 
And he, he's just like, uh, I want a helicopter. I want a, I want a helicopter. I want, and I want my job. I want the I want my whole job back. I want the recounts done. And no matter how it comes out, I want my job back. <laughs> and he says, he's like, and I want a car, one that gets really shitty gas mileage. And, <laughs> and like, you're just like, what we'll you one of those six thousand SUX? The six thousand yeah, SUX, baby. The six, the, the six thousand sucks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah let's dude. just well, get it's, that. It's clear because this isn't right in this scene where they, they, the news is showing this hostage situation, and and it comes from a commercial for the fucking Nukem dude. board oh, game. Jeez. What, what is the tagline? Get get them before they get you. Yeah. No more military support for you. Like yeah. <laughs> I I like. Laughed my fucking ass yeah. off of this game. It's it's ridiculous how on point this. Yes, is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's so scary. Get yeah. get together with the family and play Nukem. Nukem, <laughs> a I fun do. family I game. I get to be South Korea. It's like a, it's like <laughs> it's like Battleship, but it's like yeah, to, exactly to the nth degree. Is. Like it's just insane. Yeah. Get them before they get you. Yeah. <laughs> <God>. Nukem. <laughs> He's I I do. That's one of my favorite things about him. Is that his his commercials? Yeah, that are in all the movies. Like, it's incredible. I think uh, actually I saw that uh, uh, the Chiodos brothers did some of the commercials. Really, uh, the guys who did um, uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Oh Dude. no, kidding! Yeah, I, was, I read that. I'm like, oh, that makes total fucking Jeez. sense. Not like that. Hit it! If we were on a train to yes. go punch a face, yeah. I'm on board. Because <laughs> I don't that's like. Because I don't like Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Yes, okay, correct, good. Correct. Okay, just that's a that's why. We need to talk about a punchable face. I'm assuming we're all on the same page here, right? Is it is it Emil? 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 Listen, I'll, I'll make my case for you. Okay. It. This dude is quite possibly the most disgusting looking human I've ever seen in film. His his fucking like sideburn, his log sideburns that go above his chin line that turn into a mustache goatee. Uh-huh. That's enough for me. But then you look at his. Do you see his haircut? How he's completely bald on the top, but he's got this thinning hair that comes to a line in the middle, yeah, and then goes all the way to the back. That makes this weird little ponytail thing in the back. Yeah, just cut it off, man, dude. Somebody <laughs> needs to talk to this guy because I think he's the most disgusting human I've ever seen <laughs> okay. in film. And 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 more power to him as an actor for for making him look this way, but. He is such a hate hated person in my like yeah. his face needs to get punched. It's okay. pretty awful. I mean he get he gets it. He gets yeah, it later he on. Gets a, he gets it probably worse than anybody. Maybe the most over the top. <laughs> yeah. And, and yet I still it. feel like he still needs to get punched in the face. Okay. Yeah. Uh I can't really think of anybody else. AJ, do you got some weird outlier that you usually pull out of the fucking Okay, at 32 minutes and 14 seconds, there's a guy on the corner. Yeah, you see him just in the corner of the screen. You can see him. He drives by in a car, actually, really fast. He's a dick. Paul Verhoeven in the dance scene. Yeah, that's right. Uh, No, I don't think so. Like, I don't don't believe so. Um, I I think I was going to say, like, like Dougie or something, but I don't know. No. No, it's fine. Yeah, I'm I'm with Emil. Okay, you with me? Let's do it. Uh, I like... In that scene as well, I, I read that the guy in the gas station reading like math books and like studying his geometry or whatever was supposed to like pretty much be Paul Verhoeven back in the day. Oh, really? Like, he was just some, a super nerd for that stuff. And uh, but yeah, and then like Emil in this scene where he's gets confronted by RoboCop and is a your move creep or uh, what's what's the other line? Um, you're coming with me. Dead or alive, you're coming. Uh, with dead or me. alive, you're coming. With Such me. fucking badass line, and that's where he kind of clicks. Like, I know you. Yeah, we right, killed you, right? Um, 
And then it, I didn't realize that he like goes to jail until later. Yeah. He, so he gets caught yeah. in this scene basically and goes to jail. But like, it's still like RoboCop. Nobody pops his cherry. Yeah. Mm. RoboCop can't do anything without blowing something up. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's like, if I were, if I were the, like, let's say that this program goes the right way and six months down the line, um, like RoboCop, and maybe there's a couple of them at that point. The program's going great, right? Uh, and if you're like John Q. Public or like a business owner, you're just like, oh god, not RoboCop! <laughs> <laughs> Everything's gonna blow up here. No, it's like, it's like getting a. Well, I'm sorry, your insurance doesn't cover Robo Police. <laughs> it's so, like robotic a, it's police. It's like getting so an automated voice in a fucking voicemail or something. Yeah. It's like, can I just get a regular person? Can I just? Can I? <laughs> Can I just talk to a human? Oh my gosh! <laughs> Customer service. Customer service. That does bring up a point, though, like how uh, he, Emil, Emil, Emil. God yeah. damn it! I'm having a problem there. And RoboCop. Emil. 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 And and also uh, Lewis are all like, I recognize you. You're Murphy. It's like from. If AJ, yeah. listen, if I if I haven't seen you in weeks and you were a robot and I could only see yeah. from like the bottom of your nose to your chin, I would not know it's you. Yeah, it's fair. I, can can I at least throw that out there? I think There's no fair. way these people are recognizing him. Yeah, no, I'm throwing no. it out there. It's like, hey, you said a common line that anyone could say. <laughs> I know you. Like what? You're the guy that got 52 rounds in him and yeah. somehow survived. No, right. It's like. <laughs> No, dude, no. It's just no. I do like when he is talking to the uh, gas station guy. He's like, what are you, some kind of college boy? You think you're smarter than me, huh? You think you're smart? He's like, well, I'm actively trying to get there, so if you yeah. could just leave me alone. I'm just trying to better my life. I don't want to work at a gas station the rest <laughs> of the Not in Detroit. All right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Get him. Let's move on to scene four. So Robocop begins to exhibit erratic behavior and starts to remember his past life. He tries to stop Emil... From a robbery, okay. From a robbery, and processes even more about the past, leading him to visit his old residence, and eventually hunts down Leon at a nightclub. Meanwhile, Bob Morton is visited by Clarence Boddicker and is killed. Robocop finds Boddicker at a drug deal, kills most of the gangsters, and arrests Boddicker to bring him into the police station. Dick Jones frees him on bail, brings him to his office where he activates ED two hundred nine and arranges for Boddicker to destroy Robocop. Can we just say it's weird that a guy named Dick had to name something ED? Yeah. All right. Fine. Just, yeah. just wanted to get that. I, was, out there. I left that for you. I'm I like, appreciate. He'll get there that. eventually. It's really I, good. Uh, thanks for that, <laughs> yeah. guys. I appreciate now you. that. I think. I think uh, Newmeyer wrote that joke for you. Nice to, for you yep. to find. Oh, good. Someday today. he knew some dudes podcast. Twenty twenty three. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean, like, like it is blatant. Though. Like it's obvious. Like what they're doing. I just think like the conversations of like him, him like. Showing this to people, like in the in the in the R and D department, right? In the E and D department, in the R and D department, and he's like, he's going through, and he's like, "Wow, yeah, man, this is gonna revolutionize everything." What do you call it, Dick? E D. <laughs> what? But what's that stand don't, for? Don't say anything. Don't. T- Electronic disruption. Yeah. What? What? <laughs> this is supposed to serve and protect the. Oh yeah. Dysfunction. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Just yeah, it's a little. Dis- 
<laughs> let him be. Let it sounds be. like you're compensating a little bit, Dick. Oh, okay. Name, Sorry, <laughs> I didn't mean to say a little. Dick. No, his name's Richard, and he decide and he actively says, "No, call me Dick." I mean, yeah. it's just leave him it's alone. It's weird how he, do, you know, just leave him alone. Yeah, he so, wanted that. How do you feel about the scene of when he goes when he goes back to his old house? I was going to ask you about this. What do you? How do you feel about an automated realtor, Mike? Uh, I I love the idea that 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 you don't have to be there. You know, because most people are like, "Can I see it?" and they they don't want to. You got to drop everything yeah, right then and there. I love that idea, but I also feel this is very bad real touring. Mm. Uh, that, that that they're like, yeah, we they, we went through all the trouble to like get this house listed and put these TVs in there, but they like they didn't clean up shit in no. that place. No, they, they didn't. there's like burnt photographs on the counter and like <laughs> <laughs> like. Is there they, a seance in here? What this, the hell's going this on? This literally feels like a crime scene still, yeah. doesn't it? Like, uh, not still. Yeah, it was like never a crime scene. leaves blowing around? Yes. <laughs> the cou- like, nobody, if you're going to stage a house, you're going to, like, yeah. put couches in there and make them look nice. You're not going to put blankets over them. Right. <laughs> you're never going to do you know, this. You know why? Because it looks like someone was killed there. <laughs> it really feels like somebody was killed. No, no one was, but we've tried to make it feel like someone was. Maybe this is a situation like Detroit is just like so run down at this point that realtors even have to scrape by and like even do showings for like squatters. So like, <laughs> see how lovely this could really be? <laughs> Check like, it out. Just see? make sure you give me 5% of... Look here. They, this sink, it doesn't have running water, but you can definitely burn a fire in here. <laughs> See this room like, over here? See this room adjacent to the closet? The closet's really nice. You can put your stuff in there. But this room, perfect size for any box you want to put in and yeah. perfect size for any box you want to sleep in. It's really nice. That's They've got a wonderful, it's an unfinished basement, so you can really go hog wild with your imagination during your heroin trips. Yeah. It's like, what's going Invite on? Invite all your buddies over to do <laughs> heroin with you and suck each other's cocks. Whoa. <laughs> whatever you guys so do. Awesome, <laughs> Oh, yeah, dude, totally, totally. That's what, that's what we do. Yeah. <laughs> when you were little, you know, you just to like, you know, hang out and just like. Just hang out. <laughs> we're, just, we're doing heroin. What else are we going to do? But but you're right. This is an obnoxious, like, freaking thing that he's just walking through. And, uh, and, like, I didn't even put it together, honestly, that it was some sort of, like, like was it like a showing of some kind? Or, no. like, he was able to, like, go through? Or is I he, think these, it's just an these automated, memories? Just automated TVs. Okay. Oh, wait. What are you talking about? Like, like the, he was remotely doing this from his yeah. house? The realtor was? Well, like, no, like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like trying to put it together. Like, he's going through this house and he's like, is he just having flashbacks and like, yeah, all that kind of stuff? Okay. Yeah. That's, for that's for some reason, you guys like really had me going for a minute. Like, wait, did I miss something? Because <laughs> <laughs> you asked so genuinely, Sean. Look, Mike, how do you feel about digital realty? <laughs> I really like it. <laughs> Like it, dude? Let's let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. I uh, I do like the scene where he's, uh, he's having the flashback and he goes into, I presume, their room and she like runs up on him like I POV. I have to tell you something. I love you. And then the camera proceeds to go inside of her. <laughs> oh, uh, get it? Yeah, oh. get it. Come on, get it. That means. We didn't see it, but they... Yeah. Robo-cocked. He didn't see it either. Robo-cocked. Robo-cocked. They robo-cocked. You just got cocked. <laughs> well, then, so obviously in this scene, this moving on, you got Bob Morton here uh, having his demise, right? Because uh, we had the scene where Dick Jones and him kind of had a conversation. I feel very bad for Bob Morton here. Bob Morton stepped in and delivered a product that is like actually working. Yeah. He went about it kind of in a dickish way, but like he's clearly an up and coming guy. He's like um, he knows his shit. 
and by the way, he's not wrong. He's not in anything. He's he, yeah. He was being kind of a dick, but at the same time, well, he's right. You got You're, someone killed. Yeah, you literally killed somebody in a boardroom during a it, like in the broad daylight during our our meeting. Like, yeah, you're a complete fuck up, dude. Yeah. I saved the company. <laughs> what? <laughs> and what? And it sucks. Do you think he would have? Do you think they would have kept him alive if he wouldn't have talked shit in the bathroom? Uh, like, do you I, think Dick Jones was going after him no matter what? I think that was just the final straw. <laughs> uh, the, yeah. fa- the, fa- the fact that that's like that's the thing where it basically turned from like, all right, fine, I guess he did okay. But it's like I heard him. Talking, he's saying bad mean bad things bad about me. me. I was pooping. And I heard. You, cross, you cross the line. You don't get to call me names and get away with it. Now I'm going to literally murder you. Names such as boner and even asshole. Yeah. It's like, dude, it's pretty messed up. And by Bitches the way, leave. Sorry. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, you know, I, I, the way the way that these movies always go is I was I was certain that there would just be a, a like coke everywhere. Oh yeah, yep. much like plutonium just available on every corner of thrift, thrift store. Yes. Like you know, it's just like oh, cocaine just can just be purchased cocaine, because it's prostitutes, everywhere. Yes. plutonium. Yes, fucking we, I world's can only, crazy. I can yeah. only presume in this in this time of Detroit that there are kiosks for plutonium. Yeah, there are kiosks yep. for coke. Yep, and kiosks for hookers. Yes, <laughs> yes. Bitches. So, did, <laughs> did you know that uh, Kurtwood Smith has killed Miguel Farah in a movie before? What? Other than this one, it's the second time that he's killed him in a movie. Uh, first one was called Flashpoint in 1984. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. He, he killed him in that movie too. That's awesome. Why does that movie fun. sound so familiar? I've never seen. Who it. else is in that movie? I, I don't know. I I know I know of it because I came yeah. across on research. But. Okay. Um, <laughs> he just can't get away from him, can he? Nope. That's too bad. Yeah, yeah. Um. It's man, what a what a crummy way to go, you know. I always, I always like literally revert back to the point of like, you know, I don't really condone condone the hard drugs, but hey, you know what? You should have a good time. Have a good time for yourself, <laughs> He's man. Doing it in his house. Glad you're having a good time. You're doing it. You're doing it safe. You invited them over. You offered them a place to stay so yep. they don't have to drive. You know, overall. You're doing a pretty good thing here. Have some fun, man. You earned it. You earned that bonus. And then he's just, boy, his night really gets turned upside down. Yes. You earned that boner. Yeah. Yeah. It makes me sad for him. (laughs) I'm sad for him. I think humanized Bob Morton. I don't think he did anything wrong. I agree with you. I think uh, as as the bitches leave, one of them's like, gee, bye, Bobby. That's what you say when he just was blasted in the knees like 12 times? Well. It's not like, we got to get the fuck out of here. (laughs) Yeah. They're high. Oh man! Yeah. Well, you guys have a good night. Gee, <laughs> like, bye. What? <laughs> I'll talk. Got, to, I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> I gotta go. Continue to look like an old lady. Yeah. Even though I'm supposed to be a really hot girl. <laughs> are we still on for a jog tomorrow morning? Like, what, <laughs> what are you talking about? My knees. <laughs> this is one of my favorite facts that I did read about this. Is they they get to the scene where Robocop does go find Boddicker at the drug deal mm. in that big shootout. Okay. Uh, Peter Weller said one of his favorite memories of, the f- of his entire film career was filming this drug bust sequence. And he said that while filming the sequence, Weller was listening to Peter Gabriel's oh, yes. song Red Rain on his Walkman inside oh, the man. Robocop helmet as he exchanged gunfire. It's dope. Like if, if you listen to that song, that's one of my favorite songs that, ever. That is the song to whenever you're shooting up a, a cocaine factory. Yes. That's oh, yeah. the song you listen Track to. Track one of Peter Gabriel's So album. Like, okay. Gotcha. It is 
awesome. Well, I, and, and now I will never hear that song the same ever again. <laughs> now that I know for the next bug, drug bust I, I, I break up, I will definitely listen to that's, that song. It's, you can't not. Yeah. Or if you you're to. at a drug deal and yeah. you hear that faintly from another room, run. Yeah. Better get, get out. out of there. Get I mean, out. Okay. This is this okay, is good pure. <laughs> yeah. This is pure like eighties capital eight underlined yes, scored eighties where it's just a shootout in a cocaine factory and it's just the good guy murking everybody. Yep. Like this is what you want to see in an eighties action movie, a, f- a movie called RoboCop. What do you guys think about this whole shootout? The only thing that ever bothers me in this is that he has like a like a a burst round pistol, and it's like do 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 do. Yeah, it's like, oh, <laughs> come on! Like, it's like I just does that mean he missed the other two shots? Yeah, like, I mean, come on. dude, moving in just a or millimeter. So precise. Yeah, like, he's he, so one good. bullet penetrates and then the others just go in that hole yeah. as well. Ooh. They just triple in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's the only thing that bothers me about it. But in the end, you're right. It is just an amazing action shootout sequence. Like, it's just fun. And then Kurtwood Smith like begging for his life here, like. Shoving him through the glass, uh, the, all the glass, and he's getting gradually cut up. You know, I, I don't know. I love, I love that about. I just love Kurtwood Smith's or Bodiger's. Like, he, I mean, he's a pissant. He'll do anything to not be killed, but he'll right. do anything to kill as well. Um, I like how he's kind of bested here, and you almost kind of be like, is this movie almost over? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. That's kind of what they I get thought. Him? Yeah, that's uh, that's what I thought too. I was like, oh, I was like, I don't remember it. I feel like this is short. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what I was, I was really kind of engaged to the point of like, well, I guess this is it, mm-hmm. you know, but it wasn't. You got uh, Dick Jones freeing him. He goes to jail. Then Dick Jones frees him, brings him to the office. I did also read that Kurtwood Smith's wife is Joan Perkle, and she is the one playing Dick Jones's secretary that he's like harassing and hitting on when he shows up. Oh, and he's like, oh, hey, yeah. man, that's his actual wife yeah. in real life, <laughs> which is which is pretty great. And and I did like I had to laugh a lot because RoboCop shows up, and and this is when the ED two oh nine. Like is can't go down the steps. Yeah, and like I had a moment where I was like, "Oh, poor guy!" Can't, and he falls over, and they program. Not only did they program a growl in him from earlier, but yeah. they programmed like squealing like a pig when it falls over. They that he's making that noise like ah, 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 when he falls over. You're like, "This is weird program." Like Dick yeah. Jones, I don't know what you're doing here, man. Yeah, yeah, this whole thing was a bad idea. It the whole everything about this was a bad idea. He can't even walk down steps. Come yeah. on, like why does it have to be this big? Yeah, just to be intimidating. <laughs> yes, like, it is. like you know, it's like it's it is. It's one of those things. You're it's it can't go down the stairs, and then it made me go back to like thinking about oh man, yeah, they don't Poor have any guy. escalators in this place. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody did make a comment yeah. about Die Hard where they should instead of stopping it, they should have reversed reversed them. <laughs> that would have made more of a trap. Yeah. Like I can't run down this. Dang thing. it, we can't get down it fast enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's finish this. So scene five, after, after escaping, the ED-209 Robocot is shot by police. Lewis rescues him and takes him to a steel mill to repair himself. The gang tracks Robocop down, but one by one, they're defeated. Murphy, Lewis, and Boddicker have a final showdown that leaves Lewis injured, Boddicker killed. Robocop interrupts a meeting of the OCP board and openly accuses Dick Jones of murder with proof for the board members. The old man fires Dick, which allows Robocop to kill him. Do you like this... Uh 
it's kind of this almost commentary and and maybe again maybe i'm just reading into it a little too far right but you have the people from his police department right and then you have these other cops who are like either from different departments or they're from like a SWAT team or something like that and when they really do get back out and around and they're like ready to shoot him and everyone's like no don't shoot him he's a cop he's a cop and if it's like a commentary on they're taking their orders and they're being robots themselves taking the orders uh, to shoot this robot. You know what I mean? It, it just made me, I, I had this like brief moment of like, this is too much, AJ. I think you're reading into it too no. much. And then I'm thinking myself, I was like, I mean, it works. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you know, well, they aren't, they're unstoppable and they're not going to take anything other than the orders that they were already given and they won't break away from it. And, and there again, you have like the morality of, RoboCop, the actual RoboCop, of why he is able to break away from things. Yeah, you well, know? someone says I think in the in the police force, um, someone says like we basically are the military. Like at this point, you know, yeah, and it's very telling of like you know militarizing the police nowadays mm. and becoming like taking orders like this, you know. Um, but then I it, it makes me think too, like this t- this watch around. Um, the OCP in general or like corporatization of the police or like uh, OCP buying the police and then them, them going on strike is just so I, I assume maybe like back in the day when this came out people were like wow that's pretty far-fetched but I'm just like that's what's happening right now is is corporate mentality is just kind of taking over everything and we are kind of bought and sold right now you know yep. um, I think it it's like uh, again, so far ahead of its time. Um, what do you guys think about that? Did you catch a lot of that? I because uh, obviously when I was four years old, I didn't. No, no, not at all. You you don't catch that when you're young, and no. I still think a lot of it's just so subtle that you, it's hard to even catch it as sure. an adult. The, the people keep talking about this is one of the greatest satires of all time, and I'm kind of watching, being like, ah, you know, I I don't see it as much as yeah, this some is people. One of the best documentaries. <laughs> I just see it more as like, yeah, this is a kind of an action movie. But then if you really dive into it, that's when you start to to see those things underneath. I think it becomes more of I would consider it more of a a commentary piece rather than a satire. You know, it's Paul Verhoeven. He he has the ability to do um, to do that, to, to just make a commentary out of things that must genuinely bother him to some degree yeah. and in, and incorporate that into the movies he's doing. Yep. And I think that's what's really great about it. I think it's just a commentary on where the world was going at that point in time and I think it's kind of scary that he nailed it so easily. This Did- time around too, I like the idea of Murphy as RoboCop now, but he's also like becoming pretty much sentient, I guess. He's recalling his memories and like he was married and everything. But realizing that he's stuck in this yeah. suit now, like, is actually very terrifying. And like, mm. do you embrace this role, or do you kind of recoil and I don't know, maybe want to self destruct yourself or something? Mm. What do you, What do you guys think about that? And, uh, well, I know because if it, if he really does become like fully aware of himself and like just what he is, and and actually overrides what his uh what what do they call like his protocols or whatever directives directives then yes i think that is very scary it's like you can't just get out of this like you're iron man or something you know right. i think that is very terrifying you will never you know all, all jokes aside you don't have a robo dick and <laughs> yeah. uh 
you just have to live this way. Sorry, <laughs> Pretty <bro>. important, <laughs> you know. But it is interesting because he he taught in this scene where he's like in the warehouse. He's talking as if he isn't actually Murphy. Mm. He's like, I can feel him, and you know, he he's speaking like he's observing Murphy's old life. But oh, then, right, yeah. you know, but then she's talking as if he is Murphy, like you're Murphy. And so I I still find trouble figuring out exactly what's going on there. Like, is he just a robot that also has access to Murphy's brain? Or is it like actually Murphy, but with robot controls? Like, right. It's very hard to decipher what exactly is going on there. And is there a learning capacity to it where like Terminator 2, right? Yeah. Where he can learn and the more he interacts with humans, the more humanistic he can become, like yeah. human he can become. Uh, that's also another thing that, I wish you would get a little bit more background on that. Yes. I, I think that's the only major thing that's missing for me. I think it develops over time uh, well enough for me where he is in in that aspect where he is talking about himself, not realizing it in third person. Um, I think it over the movie, he starts to talk about himself in first person. Yeah. It changes, Murphy. right? Yeah. I think it really... Um, uh, navigates that kind mm. of narrative really, really well for me, anyway. Yeah, I guess we had the showdown with like Boddicker and stuff. Yep. But um, I don't know. For even then, for me, there were some parts of that that still felt a little um, um, probably washed over. I don't know. It's, did you guys feel the same way or or not? It seemed pretty easy that like yeah. all these guys died and yeah, it, it was a fun. Like this might be the funnest sequence of the movie, but right, Boddicker is just like, okay, you're you're not the main guy. Dick Jones is the main guy. Right. We, we got to get rid of you. Right. And, and and that's kind of just what it is. And I, but I also, and I actually really like the Dick Jones death. Oh, yeah. See, I course. think that was actually, that, I thought that was extremely creative. Yeah. The way amazing. That, that it was put together. It's like, I can't, I cannot, uh, I cannot control or kill any, any uh, employee of this company. And like he says that. You know, I, I'm unauthorized to do it, and then he gets fired. He just says, thank you. Boom! Yeah, but but I also have an argument about that. I don't think the old man was smart enough to even realize what was going what on. What he was I doing? Think, I think he fired. He's like, you're fired because you suck. Yeah, like, I'm like, I don't think he realized that by firing would allow Robocop to you kill him. You don't think so? No. no. In that <laughs> same instance. <laughs> oh, shit. So. Yeah. That, that's, I didn't mean, go. Then that's incredibly funny. Uh, that's That was my interpretation. <laughs> he, just, he just fired him because he's like, you're fired. He's like, yeah. Well, this is ridiculous. After, I mean, you've had people killed in here. You have botched projects. You have lost us billions of dollars. I guess I'm kind of tired of it. You're fired so now. Then he, so then he actually kills him, and then afterwards he's like, why did he shoot him? And yeah. they have to explain him like, okay, so I don't know if you were listening, but so. there was another directive that he was talking about that he couldn't actually get employees of the company. So like right, right. now he couldn't kill you. Right. Yeah, but why did he kill Dick? Well, because you fired him. But, but oh. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Right? Oh. <laughs> like that's yeah. I'd like to. That's Kinda what fun, I wanted huh? to happen after this. <laughs> but they had to sit him down and explain. What if, you technically got him killed? Yeah, that worked out really well, didn't it? <laughs> Kind of crazy. What if it was like, well, you're fired, and then he had to wait for like the paperwork and processing, oh, <laughs> and then it had to be filed in, and then just like he's now fired. It's like cool. Continue. <laughs> the secretary walks in. Turns out you cannot actually fire yeah. him because he's you're directly underneath. So yeah. the board has to have a vote on it. Okay, hold yeah. on. Everybody sits down. Robocop sits down. And they're like, I. 
Oh. Uh, I, the eyes have it. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Damn bureaucratic red tape. Just, oh. Uh, corporate mentality yeah. taking over, man. Yeah, never get anything done quickly around here. Yeah. Um, I We have to talk about all of the effects that we just glossed over. Yeah. Um, the, all right, so modern day race. All right, all right. <laughs> um, the Murphy's face, like, pretty much just, like, plastered over a machine. Looks like that it looks real it looks so goddamn good uh i kind of disappointed that the helmet's not back on during this but i guess you're like trying to strip away the roboticness of murphy to get him more of a humanity back uh, which definitely works for me but then like the 50 caliber pretty much grenade launchers that they get are super fucking tight um i love all those effects like even when they were testing him out, when uh, the police are officially oh, dude, on that's strike, one of my favorite scenes. It's awesome. He blows up uh, what's his name, six thousand subs. <laughs> sucks. Yeah. And um, but there was one shot. There was like a wide shot when like one of them shoots uh, like a store. Yep. And the actors are right there, and it blows up right there. They got like glass in their face. It cut them up like really bad. Like Yikes. Ray Wise in there. Oh, like, man. A lot of them. Um, they got stunt pay because of that. Wow. And then Ray Wise is like, "Well, I'm just gonna get next to every." explosion i can if i'm gonna get paid actually. might as well <laughs> like that's awesome but i love also just because we can do it because we're paul verhoven talks toxic waste oh, Emil. Dude, yeah the toxic waste death you're right we did kind of gloss over that but what an obnoxious thing and this again i'll say it i'll say it again right up there with this evil dead idea like makeup yeah craziness Ooh. just <laughs> disgusting disturbing Makes you feel uncomfortable just watching this guy slob around. Like I don't know, it's I, so. I notice details every every rewatch I do. Like his fingers, like yeah. his skin is coming away from the bone. Yeah, I'm like oh. yeah, I saw that too. I was like, man, this. And it's 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 funny because it progresses every time. It gets a little bit more and more as like a little more time goes on each time. Yeah. too. it gets worse and worse for him. And he just explodes when Boddicker oh. runs into him. Apparently, that was just Ugh. leftover uh, food from catering. They just. <laughs> They just piled it in. <laughs> well, you had this in 87, and then you had Batman in 89, where it's just like toxic waste is going to be a big problem yeah, in life. It's, like, I, it's I knew just it sitting be. around, and if you come into instant contact with it, you're dead. Yeah, like, exactly. You're, it's it's over for you. Yeah, that's why we didn't travel to big cities when I was a kid, because there's <laughs> just toxic waste everywhere. <laughs> I knew in it. New York. Yeah, there's tar pits. Yep. There's toxic waste. Exactly. Quicksand. Quicksand. Quicksand is everywhere. Huge, yes. dude. That's a stay, huge I'm staying problem. home. That's why, it, yeah. That's why. That's why a lot of playgrounds had to get uh, replaced uh, sand with just those rubber chips. That's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yep. Uh, I, I do want a lovable face though. Uh, Johnson Felton Perry plays Johnson. Yes. You want to hug Dumb Johnson? And Dumber. I yes, dude. Yeah. I don't know why I love him so much. Like I love how the old man gets killed in the boardroom, and everybody's just like cool <laughs> he, <laughs> especially like, him he's just like yeah good job you man. did it robocop you've seen two people be yeah. murdered in the span of a couple months in, in the this same board room, room. <laughs> and you're just like good job and he, he thought both of them were pretty tight <laughs> he he's like having a good time he was he he definitely was just missing some popcorn at both Dude, his of best friend events. his best work friend bob morton was killed yeah. and he's just like this is cool he's Whatever. like <laughs> he's like man i hope i'm not next but this is kind of interesting huh <laughs> right? let's not think about that stuff <laughs> i just try to stay positive you know oh my god <laughs> i do love the last line he's uh he just says murphy he just says his name i it just like a perfect cap to the end of this i think it's like completely he starts off as murphy becomes a robot i think he ends the movie as murphy i i really think it's a great kind of roundabout to to Mm. this whole uh uh, narrative 
Did, Absolutely. Did you catch the fan theory that uh, that this is a prequel to Starship Troopers? No. No, but I love this already. Yeah. So, I mean, Paul Verhoeven d- did both, so it's it's very easy to make that that connection. But on Reddit, user Tanoki Doki. <laughs> You already won. I don't Great. care what's coming next. Congrats. <laughs> he says that in the RoboCop universe, Omni Consumer Products basically becomes the government of Detroit. Mm. By RoboCop 2, the city's in such debt to OCP that the chairman tries to foreclose on all property in the city in order to create a gentrified utopia called Delta City. He's nearly capable of, of enacting this plan due to the power of OCP, despite not being an elected official. In order to exercise your rights as a citizen, Citizen, you need company stock. Old political institutions are looked on as symbols of decay and corruption. So in Starship Troopers, this mentality is, is expressed in what seems like a society that took it to full fruition. Like it made it to this oh. point. Their government is based around citizens who are all subservient to the mm. central military authority. Citizens are required to serve at, if they want to gain full rights within their society, which means they've essentially scrapped democracy as a concept. It's not hard to believe that the O. OCP and the urban rehabilitators were a protoform of Terran Federation, which ended up taking over. So OCP was unsuccessful in the films. The power vacuum that was left in society called for a new centralized force to maintain order and security at the time that neither were guaranteed. So in both universes, we find that locker rooms and showering facilities are Mm co-ed for police and military. The propaganda began both films are the propaganda between both films is frightfully similar in tone and execution. Additionally, the color palette and uniform, are stylistically in sync. It's true. The urban rehabilitator uniform is very similar to the Terran Federation uniform. So I think it's kind of fun to think about. They tried it in RoboCop. It didn't quite get there, but the ideals were like, all right, we can tweak that. We can yeah. keep pushing this. And it became, instead of police, it became more of a military-based right. thing, and they eventually succeeded in it. So That and, makes total sense. I, and lo- again, I love viewing that. He even mentioned, like, the pol- didn't you say there was a line, the police says we basically are the military yeah. or yeah. vice versa? Basically. Like, yeah. yeah. I, so. You're starting to see that. Uh, like The strings are starting to go, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I, think it's, I think it's very easy to connect those two. I, 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 I bet agree. Paul Verhoeven would subscribe yes, to that. Yes, he would. Definitely. Call him up. Okay, Just give him a shot really quick before we end this episode. Okay, cool. Well, you boys got anything else you want to talk about on RoboCopy? That's it. Wow. All right, so we have dissected this with a modern eye. We got to give it a modern day rating. Sean, I'm going to start with you on this one. What do you think about this now that we've stripped it away? I, um, like I said, I haven't seen this movie since I was a little kid. I don't know why. I even, my mom got me uh, just a DVD of this movie and I still haven't like unwrapped it because I, I just, I don't know what. What it, what it was of me not returning to watch this movie. I don't know because I loved it when I was a kid. Um, and then viewing it this time, man, it renewed everything that I love about this character, everything I love about this movie. Paul Verhoeven uh, has become like one of my favorite directors now. Um, I, I think it's an absolute masterpiece and I, I can't get enough of it now. Like I'm going to watch uh, two and three, even though I know they're not that great. But um yeah, man, I, I think this movie's perfect other than just one Phil, Phil Tippett shot at the end of uh, uh, Dick falling from the, the thing. Like, yeah, remember yeah, that shot? Yeah, that His was, was like kind of bad. Weirdly stretched out. That's the only thing wrong with this movie. It's a yes. 9.8. Yeah. 9.8 for Sean. AJ, what about you, man? I do really... I, I'm I'm really glad to get to, like, rewatch, revisit this, like, 
in its entirety and you know i think there there are like those little bugs in the, some of the special effects not too much a lot of it's just fine i i completely spaced to uh, ask you guys about why that happened at the end with like the stretched out arms and stuff. <laughs> I think they were just like, eh, I totally spaced on that, but because I, I I saw it and every single time it like shocked me rewatching it like all three <laughs> it times. It is like or whatever. actually bad, and I'm just I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> why? Murphy, why? Sick, movie over. At yeah. the same time, because the whole movie's been a masterpiece up for me up until this point, it's just like charming now. But yeah. still, I can't get around that yes. that is bad. Yeah, and so um, that's that's worth point two points in Sean's <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it is. <laughs> if um, you want to know, <laughs> every scene that looks real bad, point two points. Uh, what did you give it, Sean? Nine point eight. Nine point eight. Okay, so. Um, I do really think that it is a great movie. I think you have to, again, I, I always try to, I want to try to judge movies based on the time that they were created and really put together and, and, and thought through. And it's got a lot of great characters in there. It's got a lot of uh, great character actors in there. And I'm, I'm, I'm somewhat impressed of how, how much they it's. And I think that's another Paul Verhoeven thing is like, he's just, He's okay with just you getting into the movie with him. Look, this is the world we're in. Mm-hmm. Accept it. And let's move on. And I really like that uh, that style of filmmaking and directing um, and writing. You know, I just think that it's it, it certainly adds to it. It just says we're going to go on this wild ride for a little bit. Come along with us. I think um, Kurtwood Smith is mild. Is just kind of a terrifying person. I think it's got all the great elements of the movie and there's some weird comedy aspects too that sometimes throw me off. I am going to go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and give this a 7.25. 7.25 for age. I'm going to kind of be right in the middle of you guys. I, I very much enjoyed this. Like this really holds up very well for a 1987 movie. It is a fun, fun story. It's it's easy to watch. It's just it's just great, right? But I also haven't seen it in a long enough time that I think it's going to be like Starship Troopers to me, where the underlying elements have not really hit me yet. Mm. It's not like I'm having trouble finding the like the commentary, like and I know it's there. There's some subtle parts, but everybody keeps talking about oh all oh, this undertone stuff. I'm like I don't see it, but I think it's just because I I need to watch it more because I I haven't seen this movie for. 20, 30 years, yeah. like, you know, so so I, I I think this will only improve as I watch it more. I'm going to go 7.9 right now okay. is what I'm going to give this, which is very high on, on my list. Uh, we got to see what Michael Giuliano says as executive producer. He said, like I said before, I had never watched RoboCop, but I'd seen enough references to it in pop culture to get the basic gist of what it was about. Good guy cop gets killed, gets rebuilt as a robot, fights crime. Seems pretty straightforward. What I wasn't expecting was a fun, rough movie with lots of action, gratuitous violence, and weirdly prescient beliefs about the future of both corporate America and law enforcement. Underneath the grim and grit, this movie has a human heart, and I was surprised by both how much I liked it and how well it's held up. Even the effects, with the exception of the bad model work or primitive CGI for the ED-209 scenes, still look pretty good considering they're going on 35 years old. The cast is also pretty spectacular. Miguel Ferreira, RIP, 
kills it, even with a baby face. And without sign- <laughs> sounding like he's been smoking two packs a day for 10 <laughs> yeah, years. Not yet, yeah. Not yet. Paul McCrane manages to be the biggest a-hole he's ever been on screen. And if you've seen him in other things, you know that's saying something. And a not-quite-baby-face but still-youngish Kerwood Smith is straight diabolical. I know he was he was the tough but lovable Red Foreman on that 70s show, but he couldn't he could have made a career as a big bad in some of the other film universes. Definitely. To say nothing of Peter Weller, who manages to convey more emotion and feeling with a monotone voice and half of his face covered than many other actors could manage. Also, this is random, but as a prop, I'd really like that nerdy scientist lady's massive square blue glasses. That is very yeah, okay. that is a very random Spanish. prop, but you can have it. Because they don't make them like that anymore. <laughs> I was just really surprised by how much I would like, I would, um, I would up like this movie. It really has aged well and has a ton of rewatchability. My modern day rating is going to be an 8.25. Nice. Wow. So, kids, that's going to take us as a group to an 8.3. <sighs> Nice. Which is going to put it up there pretty high. I'm going to tell you exactly where. That's an 8.3. That is all alone in the 24th spot. That is going to be right below Lethal Weapon, right above Jurassic Park. Wow. Is wow. How, is how we okay. feel about this. Feels Damn. like Lethal Weapon might be a little high on there, but that's that's okay. It's okay. I think that's exactly where it needs to be. <laughs> yeah, not Lethal Weapon is better than Die Hard and Robocop. Uh, <laughs> so. Is it better than Jurassic Park? Yeah. No. Will Lethal Weapon You read you you just saw it. Will Lethal Weapon <laughs> accept Robocop being next to it? I yes. think so. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think so. Absolutely. Too. Yeah. Well, we hope you enjoyed the episode. It means the world to have you here. Thanks for being here next week. Tune in. We jump into maybe our second installment of a musical. Blues yeah. Brothers being a musical, in my yeah. opinion. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, we're going to discuss Little Shop of Horrors. If you have not seen that movie, consider yourself warned. Get out. Find it, watch it, and we're going to follow that up with a Patreon-voted episode, Empire Records. Oh, yeah. I cannot wait. And if you are new to the podcast, go back this time last year, Dumb and Dumber. There we go. One of the one of the funniest Felton episodes Perry. we've ever done, and one of the highest rated movies we have ever done yeah. on this podcast. <laughs> Truth, you're going to enjoy it. It may be the comedy. It might but I'm, be. I'm not sure. I I think it absolutely is. That is so worth a re-listen, guys. Thank you so much for uh, for listening along, and I hope you've been watching on YouTube lately, guys. Make sure you're watching along on YouTube, having some fun with us uh, in visual as well as audio okay um but also find us on social media at confused breakfast anywhere on social media uh just search for confused breakfast and uh by all means drop us a review guys we love getting those reviews coming on through five stars is much appreciated if you have the time of course you have the time you can do it right now do it now while sean talks confusedbreakfast.com you can get some merch you can get some shirts you can get some buttons some koozies uh you can go to not your father's beer shirts and get some koozies. Official Steve Koozer koozies. Mm. Uh, go to that same website and see the ratings of the movies we've done. See AJ's ratings. See my ratings. See Mike's ratings. And the show overall. Goodbye. I love you. Support our sponsors. Support us at patreon.com slash confusedbreakfast. Get a ton of perks for being a member of that and supporting us. We are produced by the Upload Media Group in Cedar Rapids. We got Craig on the controls. And you can learn more about them, uploadmediagroup.com. And we are also proudly on the Cloud 10 iHeart Podcast Network. Learn more at cloud10.fm. That's it for us. Your move, creep. Your move, creep. Goodbye. Seeking the truth never gets old. 
Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.